Episode 4 of the 2014 regular season. This is show 146. Awesome, awesome times. It is NFL week 4. And so, obviously, we're going to be covering all the matchups and games and how the fantasy relevance of the players in those games can help you stack the best lineup. This episode is going to be called Four Play. So, in this episode, basically, we're going to teach you guys how to take care of your women before you just start sticking it right... Oh, wait, actually, no. We're going to tell you how to take care of your team. And it's going to be a good one. We've got... Um, Houdini's actually missing today. He went to the New York to see that Bears game. Wow, that was a close one last night against the Jets. Uh, but in his place, we've got Stag Party back with us, who's uh, been coming up and on the show more and more, and that's been great. Across the way from me, i got Dog Matica, and I am D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're fired up to give a nice show today and cover an ungodly amount of players, and in, we are sort of lucky in one thing, bye weeks are upon us, so we won't have to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, we won't have to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, we won't have to talk about the Cleveland Browns, we won't have to talk about the Denver Broncos, we won't have to talk about the Seattle Seahawks or the St. Louis Rammets. And, um, Ram it. Ram it. Uh, because Houdini's gone, and you probably heard how I botched that intro, I was doing holding it up to the microphone because we don't have the speakers, and we also don't have sound bites today. So Houdini, without Houdini, go those sound bites, we decided. Um, so, fellas, I mean, I think uh, what we'll try and do is, is, we kind of were good at it last week, is let's try and burn through the first few games. Um, not go too fast, but not do our... Thing where we look at the clock and it's 45 minutes into the show and we've covered two matchups. Yeah, and I don't see that happening today. <laughs> the, the good news is that um, Houdini's like a big he's a big writer for us. He likes to write a lot. When he was in New York, they taught him how to spell J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Didn't quite happen that way for the Jets. Uh, great game for the Bears. Uh, I love our Bears here. Love that win. Uh, but Houdini. I know you're going to be listening to this, buddy. We miss you here. Uh, wish you were here to uh, hear your hour and a half banter on your 72 teams that you are running. <laughs> it was funny. Actually, before we started the show, we ended up talking about some football and doing a little production meeting for this podcast. And uh, Stag Party was talking about a bunch of his teams. So we realized that no matter what, the person in that spot is going to be uh, asking us all sorts of questions. How did I do in this trade? Oh, my God. Yeah, and then whenever you say anything against Houdini, sorry, we won't, we won't turn this into a roast, but anytime you say anything that's against 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't really like it for you that much. And then he like totally like pushes you away. So if you don't want to have Houdini talk about your team all day, first question he asks, <laughs> say that you did a bad job and the other guy got you or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And then it's just like, all right, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. This guy's not patting me on the back. <laughs> we, love, we do miss you, Deanie, though. Uh, but we're psyched to have you, Stag Party. We'll talk about a bunch of stories and, and um, great things and storylines that are happening around the NFL as we go through each of these games. But let's just get right into it. Thursday Night Football, September 25th. We've got the Giants are going to be at the Washington uh, Redskins. That is obviously going to be on both CBS and the NFL Network. Uh, and let's go. What do you think? You know, the, the, the Kirk Cousins era has started and fully begun, and I don't think it's ever going to go back to the RG3 era. He put up a lot of numbers and lit it up for owners. Uh, you know, what do you guys see in this game? Let's talk about some of the players and all that good stuff. Well, I, I, you know what? i got to tell you something. I, I have a hard time trying to assess what's going to happen to RG3 in his career. Because Kirk Cousins is clearly the better quarterback for this system. And the guy is a winner. I watched him throughout Michigan State. He played for Michigan State. I went to Michigan State. Um, Which they're saying is becoming the quarterback uh, factory. And when you think about it, how many hey, players? there's a lot of quarterbacks. Just, hey, it's not just quarterbacks. He's got the most. Who's pretty much the best running back in the game today? Le'Veon Bell, uh, he's, he's kicking ass as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of product coming out of Michigan State these days, um, but it's it's tough to assess what's going to happen to RG three because listen, the guy is still talented as hell, and it'd be tough to keep him on just sitting there on the bench. You know, I mean, they paid a heavy price to get this guy. You know, and it, it wasn't just you know where they drafted him because yeah, I mean, you take anybody that high, obviously you want to play him, but they gave up a shitload to get him. Um, Obviously, Kirk Cousins, they took as the backup pretty early. I, mean, I don't want to say early, early. Fourth but round? Fourth round. It's, you know, same draft. Too, in the same draft. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there, but yeah, you got to love what Cousins is doing. Can he do the same thing he did last week? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to do the same thing this week that he did last week. Uh, but it's it's definitely his show, and it's, and it's going to be fun to watch. Can we just trade RG three back to the Rams and go full circle on this? Like, the, the Rams will make the Rams will make Washington take uh, Bradford. That's They're like a, we only we we'll only do this if we take up. Bradford. His contracts up. Yeah, I mean, let's just go full circle. Send RG three back to the Rams. They would do but, it. I mean, why not? What do they? What do the other team got to lose at this point? Let's just go full circle. They well, would let's do get it. back to fantasy. The thing that really matters, week four. I just like to spitball a little bit. <laughs> it, that, that, hey, that's a great spitball, man. I'll, I'll, I'll chew on that fucking football. Uh, we got. I like Cousins in this matchup a little bit. I, I think Cousins is going to be pretty, uh, you know, pretty hot. I mean, numbers against you know, the Giants against quarterbacks, they're slowly getting better uh, after that, you know, kind of wicked start to the season. But they're still, you know, just 23rd against quarterbacks, worse than average, giving up 17.8 points a game, and you know. Dominic Rogers Camardi is moving around the formation. He's been actually one of the most uh, shadow corners in the league uh, compared to these other guys. He's actually shadowing the best receiver yeah. on on most teams. So you got that to look forward to. But they're letting up, you know, quite a few points to opposing wide receivers. And we just saw what Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson did last week uh, with uh, some reps with Kirk Cousins under the belt. So we'll see how it goes this week. However, it w- it was only one TD. I mean, yeah, granted, granted the yards were there, or the catches were there. For, no, no, I'm talking about the Giants' defense. Listen, they, giving up shit to 
Kirk, uh, you know, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously you're going to hold him under wraps. Uh, Drew Stanton didn't do shit against him, but Matthew Stafford obviously kicked their ass in the first week. I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be able to, to obviously do what Stanton did. He's going to put up some good yards. You know, to, between 275 and 300, I could possibly see that. Although Thursday night games don't usually have the type of point scoring that, you know, Sunday games do because you don't have the amount of time that you would normally have to prepare for a game. Don't tell and the Falcons rest, that, though. And rest. Huh? Yeah. Don't tell the Falcons that. Yeah. Don't, well, <laughs> when you're going against Tampa Bay, it's a whole different story. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing here. I don't know. I, I, I do like Cousins in the matchup. I don't like him to be elite like he was last week. What about uh, Morris? Uh, Morris well, got a little bit dinged up uh, from, from what I saw. But I think that he's going to have a pretty decent game as well. I think they're actually going to try and uh, run the ball a little bit against this team. I know that Cousins is, is on fire right now. And I know that it's more of a passing system. But I, one thing that I've noticed this year. Um, in a lot of games, they happen to go the opposite way that you would think. Everybody thought in the Belichick. Most, most teams are doing that now. Uh, you think that that Green Bay Detroit game was going to be a shootout? It wasn't. You know, um, a lot of teams are thinking that we're thinking. Obviously, the Philly the Philly game last week ended up being a bit of a shootout, but they were trying to run the ball because they wanted to keep it out of Philly's hands a bit, and they were doing pretty well at it. Um, obviously. Philly ended up making a big comeback and it ended up being a big, big scoring game. But a lot of teams are trying to um, do what you don't think. You know, and, and I think that this is kind of one of those games, another one of those type of games where you think, like, all right, Washington is kicking ass and Cousins is kicking ass. They're throwing all over the place. I think Morris is going to get involved early. I think they're going to try and pound a little bit. The Giants are actually pretty good along that defensive line. So it's going to be a little bit tough. But I think this is going to be a slow, rough-and-tumble game with Rashad Jennings and, and Morris kind of going at it for a little while. It might turn into a bit of a shootout later, but I think they're going to try and establish the run both teams are. What, do you, what are your thoughts? First, when's, uh, is, what's up with Jordan Reed? Is he coming back anytime soon? Uh, and then on the flip side of that, this Niles Paul guy, uh, I know you got him pretty ranked. you got him ranked top, top 10. I think you got him 8th or yeah. something at tight yeah. ends. Yeah, Obviously, absolutely. some of those things will change as the weeks go on and more news is in. But uh, Dogmatica, nice work. you got our uh, running backs and our tight ends. Player rankings up for week 4 are, are on the site right now. And we'll be adding write-ups and adding other details like strength of schedule and health-related in, uh, uh, mentions. So, awesome work there. And then, obviously, we'll over the next day or two, we'll get uh, the wide receivers and the quarterbacks up. But you can go and check out, right now, running back rankings, preliminary rankings, and, as well, you can check out uh, that tight end. So, for, if Niles Davis is a guy that's, like, on waiver wire, I mean, I, he's pretty much owned that he was a big Niles waiver Paul. wire. Yeah. Niles what, Davis? What did I, 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 I ain't never you're thinking, you're thinking about Miles. Davis. I was thinking about Miles, Fred Niles Davis, Davis, Miles Fred Davis, and Niles Paul. <laughs> I was thinking about all these Les Paul guitars. <laughs> I don't know what, group Paul. I was thinking about all of them in the one blender. Um... But let's flip on to the other side. I mean, he's he's if he's available, you should try and pick him up. And even well, I mean, he looks legit. He does look legit. But I mean, the thing is, he's he's smallish. Yeah. He's more of a wide receiver type. He's actually more of an H back. And don't you love that getting wide receiver guys that you get fan tight end points? Oh, I, I love obviously, it. obviously. But I mean, he's only like six one, still two forty, two forty two. I mean, he's a bigger six one, yeah. obviously. Um, but, I mean, he's, he's no Jordan Reed. When Jordan Reed does come back, Jordan Reed will take over that role. Niles Paul will have a place on that team because he's done very well and has yeah. established that he, he's worth 
uh, you know, their investment in, in putting him in, a, you know, some sort of role within that offense. But uh, this week, Jordan Reed will be up. He's already said it himself. He's gone for this week. He's iffy for week five as well. Is that well. concussions or is this something else? No, this is hamstring. Uh, he, he tried to hurdle somebody in that first game, and it was a pretty bad hit. It just didn't work out so well, and his legs got stretched in the wrong ways it, it, pretty badly. It, it, it didn't look too good. You so see I'm, who hurdled another person on Sunday? We'll talk about it later, but Blount. 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 That guy's a hurdling machine. That guy's unreal. He's hilarious. Um, well, let's let's. That's awesome stuff. So you know, watch out. Giants. Let's let's go to the Giants. As you uh, something I tweeted out that one of the guys in our league pointed out, uh, Rashad Jennings is has scored more in one of in our dog in our main league than all of the other first round running backs combined, combined. this year. Yeah. So that just shows you, and that always happens every year. Think about last year. So just. Don't sit around and, 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 and sulk about your lineup or thinking this or that or I'm hitting with getting hit with injuries or I drafted the shitty team I'm done. BS. Stick with it. That's why you're listening to us right now. P- perseverance and, and hard work. Just stick with it. Hit the waiver wire. Try. If you think you got a bad team, start trying to parlay some picks. Take some depth for some tier, top tier guys, or do the exact opposite. Take some top tier guys, a guy like a, jo- a Jordy Nelson, a guy like Megatron, a guy like uh, all these guys. You know, Demarius is not doing well. If, if you don't have a good team, sometimes you got to trade some big talent to get some depth and to get fill out your roster, especially if you're getting hit by some of these injuries. And let's be honest, almost everyone is. So uh, Jennings is 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 cr- killing it and doing it long runs, short runs. Uh, is this gonna is this gonna stay keep going for the season and in this matchup? I think it's gonna keep going. Uh, but I don't know if what's going on with Washington against running backs right now. Their numbers against running backs are ridiculous. Uh, They're insane. better than the Jets against running backs. Yeah. They are the absolute class of the NFL. I don't know if that's something that's gonna stick or if it's a bit of three week aberration against you know less than stellar running backs. I think this will be their first true test. Jennings is getting you know more carries than we thought, and he's also getting more goal line looks than you know they said he was going to get. He's getting pretty much everything, you know, first down, third down, goal line, anything that a running back can get. Rashad is getting, and uh, you know, I, I think that's going to continue. I don't know if he's going to get such a crazy workload uh, every week, but it should be you know one of the top kind of ru- on the cusp of running back ones. You know, kind of numbers continuing, and you know that's my thought on the run game. But this will be the first true test for that Washington, you know, Redskins kind of run defense. I agree. I, I agree. It's uh, Rashad is really proving his worth at, at, at this point. I, I didn't have a lot of faith in him, partially because he hasn't been a starter for a full year before, um, and he shit the bed in various other instances when he's had the chance to uh, to be a starter. Jacksonville. <laughs> Specifically Jacksonville, Oakland a little bit too. Uh, he just, um, I don't know, he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to do it all year. I, I think that he's eventually going to uh, hit a wall or get injured like he normally does. But this week, um, they're going to they're gonna feed him. They're going to they're gonna do what they do. The Giants offense is starting to take a little shape. Yeah. You know, it, it took five preseason games. Just to get them to be as good as the worst 
It took him about 123 Manning faces. Yeah. (laughs) At least 23 Manning. I mean, watching him sometimes on the sideline over the course of these first few games, you feel, it's like sad. You feel bad for him. You do. Oh, poor guy. But it's starting to get going. And Eli (laughs) Eli came up and said himself. Sags isn't buying it. I'm feeling that. Sorry, I'm working on my Manning face. (laughs) Last week, it started. Last week, um, this is the offense that it was supposed to be. When, when um, McAdoo came over from, from, from the Packers, this was the offense that was imagined. It was supposed to be. And Eli said, he's like, this is what it was supposed to look like. you know. And it took shape. And they did well. Uh, Cruz got his, which he will be for the rest of the year. I'll tell you that right now. Everybody's selling Cruz low right now. I just heard a trade, uh, a Cruz for Fred Jackson. I said, take Cruz in a fucking second. In a heartbeat. Listen, I love Fred Jackson. He's probably one of the most underestimated guys in the entire league right now. But he's wearing down a little bit. You can tell it. He's not as fast. He still gets the carries, and he still has some some juice in his in in the punch that he puts in, in his running game. But I don't like Fred Jackson for a full year at this point. Um, he's wearing down a little bit too much. That's why they grabbed the Bryce Brown, and he's not getting that many touches either. He's getting like twelve to fifteen a game. And it's going to even shorten a little bit over the days. But I love a cruise is really starting to come back into it. It's going to be a cruise show. Ruben Randall is a great buy low guy right now as well. He's going to start taking some shape in that offense. You got to love what Larry Donald's doing. Uh, Donnell, Donald, whatever the fuck. Ooh, he but he he, fought, he had a big fumble in the game where they were having they had a nice drive. It was caught it right and then right away fumbled. It was like uh And then there's you know Daniel Fells getting some red zone work. They yeah. they love getting you know those tight end involved. But uh, yeah, Donald Donald's been a good waiver wire pickup for some guys. They're saying he's going to pick up some you know you know possible cost top. 15 numbers for tight ends of the season. He's getting about 20% of the targets for the uh, you know Giants going going on right now. So he's definitely going to be a part of the offense. So yeah. well, let's hope seeing some of that. Let's hope this game's better than last week's, as you as you mentioned with uh, the Julio explosion all over our lovey Smith, and uh, that was just we're we're in fantasy football, so obviously we're rooting for our home teams and our favorite teams, and we're rooting for our players. And probably most of us, when it comes to fantasy, are rooting for our players first and foremost. It's changed the way we watch the game. But at the end of the day, we want good games, especially on a night like Thursday when there's only one game to watch. If there's a bad game on Sunday, I can go bounce over to somewhere else. And if it's a bad game, you're probably not going to see it very much on the red zone. Um, yeah. So, uh, any last words on this? And I say we move to the first Sunday game. My last words is, you know, just something on a Thursday game. You know, you can get down a little bit, but, you know, there's still those Sunday games. you got to look forward to it. Last week, I uh, a person in my league... They were down 70 to nothing because the guy had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones going against him. He thought he was down and out, and he came back to win that matchup. So, you know, always remember that there's games on Sunday. Your guys can have big weeks, too. So don't get down after a Thursday game. Happened to me, too, in our in our one league where I was down 39 against Julio after game one. I didn't even have a good week. I ended up getting blown out at the very end of it, but at one point it was a close game, and I was having a bad week. So it's true. It's, think about the, the situation in that one game, and, and how many minutes and quarters you have left on your bench and whatnot to, still to play. And liken it also to the way to think about the season. Stick with it the whole way. 
I said it a little bit about 10 minutes ago. You know, just don't think because if you're 0-3 right now, it's not the time to start giving in. And it's the same when you when you're out just in the one guy's down or two guys are gone and, and you're getting smoked in a in a matchup. By the way, that Levy that Lovey Smith Tampa two cover two defense looked terrible. It looked so outdated that that they couldn't cover a thing. It, it was terrible to watch. That team, uh, listen, they, they did okay for the first couple of games, but wow, is that team bad? Yeah. Uh, I feel bad. I, I don't want. I, I, we'll I actually don't feel bad for for Lovey. He's just he's got to catch up with the times, man. You you can't keep playing uh, defenses from t- twenty years ago uh, and think that they're going to work today because yeah. they don't. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he the defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl with uh, Tampa? Tampa back yeah, in, yeah, yeah, Tampa. It was with probably using the same exact thing. Yeah, all, all those guys. Was, was he the coordinator then? I don't know. Uh uh, he was around then, I think. Yeah, I think something. He was. But let's move on to the next game. And just so you guys know, if you if you want to follow, go to NFL.com. Go to schedule uh, schedule or something like that on the main header yeah. bar, and then go to regular season week four. We're going top down from those. Uh, so Sunday, September twenty eighth, we've got Packers are going to be in town in the shy going against the Bears. Go for it, buddy. It's the start of the Eddie Lacy show. Finally. After a series of tough matchups, we're going to see, you know, Eddie Lacy chunk the Bears just like Ivory did. Uh, You know, very similar style runners. Uh, He should be able to gain, you know, a good chunk of yardage. The Bears have been giving up like five yards a carry for the last two seasons. So look forward to him, you know, gaining some chunk yardage, finally making that first round selection pay off. I mean, you could not ask for a worse start to the season than what Eddie Lacy's had in terms of matchups. So let's let's see the Packers get to the ground and pound, especially in this former black and blue division. And yes, I did air quotes there. <laughs> I like how I like how uh, much you move your hands and stuff when you talk. It's good. You're good like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, look at me. <laughs> look look at my hands. Literally the toughest first three games I've ever seen a running back have to go up. Against, yeah, I mean, you're, you're at Seattle. Um, that's nearly impossible. Uh, you're just not going to do anything at Seattle <laughs> at home against the Jets. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're at home or away against the Jets, but the Jets just stop you. Period, as they did with uh, Forte last week, as I predicted. Uh, and then you're going at Detroit. Detroit, also one of the best run defenses in the league. Eddie Lacy is about to explode. Period. And they're going to make sure that he does, um, partly because it's the Bears' rush team. Partly because Aaron Rodgers never does very well against the Bears, especially in Chicago. Uh, the, the Bears usually hold him to uh, minimal points, you know, fantasy points, and especially when you consider Aaron Rodgers is usually among the elite, of course, and you want to think that he's going to put up a monster amount of points against uh, a Bears defense, which isn't the same Bears as they used to be. But he's not going to. I'm telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers is not going to explode in this game. It's going to be Eddie Lacy all day long. I, and you know what? There's another thing. They're going to want to keep the ball out of fucking Jay Cutler's hands. Jay Cutler has become, I don't want to say something special, but that offense has become something special. Well, they're, you know, Jay Cutler's getting like 75% pass attempts right now. It's crazy how much these guys are just throwing the ball around, chucking it around. Even with, you know, unhealthy receivers, they don't care. They're going to chuck it around. They're going to 
throw it everywhere, every play. They don't care. First down, second down, third down. You know, we're going to throw the ball. Uh, yeah, hopefully Matt Forte can get a little bit going this week. I know his owner is a little concerned as well. He's had some tough matchups to start the season as well, but nothing compared to what Lacey's had to face. Uh, so we'll look for Forte to get some chunk yardage here too. I think he should have a good total yardage game as, you know, Forte is never going to beat all rushing yards. His all-around game is going to be maybe, you know, 80 rushing yards and then, you know, an additional 50 for you in receiving, which is always nice. And yeah. he, can get, he can't have the 100-yard games. You want to know who else can have the 100-yard games? It is Val Verde. You know, I, I will tell you, this is another one of those um, trickster games. Uh, another, another, another one of those games that's just going to uh, fake you out where you think it's going to be, you know, 70 points put up. You know, 60, 70 points put up. You think it's going to be, you know, 38 to 35 in the end or something like that because both of these have very strong offenses, but it's not because both these teams are going to run the ball. And when you run the ball, the clock still runs. When you pass the ball, every incompletion, clock stops. Every time you go out of bounds, clock stops, at least for a little bit. And the people, you know, they have to get back to line, they get going, whatever. This is going to be a running game. Lacey can run on the Bears. Forte can run on the Packers, so they will do that quite a bit. Cutler will have to make his passes. Rodgers will have to make his passes, but don't expect 40 pass attempts out of either of them. It's going to be 30s, maybe you could see even 20, 28, you know, 27, 28, 29 pass attempts for these guys. Sure, you'll get 20 completions, but it's not going to go for 350 yards like you're hoping for. It's not. It's going to be Lacey. It's going to be Forte. Don't expect the world out of the receivers. Don't expect the world out of Bennett again, even though Bennett's had an incredible. Martellus Bennett has an incredible uh, first three weeks, four touchdowns, a touchdown in at least one touchdown in each each of the three games thus far. They have a great rapport, both Cutler and uh, Bennett right now, partially due to uh, Marshall and Jeffrey not being at full health, but still, I don't see uh, any of the receivers or the tight ends going up over their par this week. Couple, a uh, couple of questions. First one's going to come, uh, these are from Facebook. Uh, go to facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. We do some great stuff. Uh, in season, usually put about two or three posts that are pretty helpful and sometimes fun, whatnot. Go there, ask us some questions. Uh, I think it's a good space. It's a good collective discussion happening there. First question is coming from uh, Eric. Our MVP, he's our, he's our, one of our MVPs, like, yeah, Solario, uh, he came in and he's basically like, should I be looking to trade Brandon Marshall due to his injuries? Uh, or on the flip side, took it from another advantage, should you try and trade for him for somebody that's getting cold feet or worried that he's going to be banged up all, all year? Interesting. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I voiced this before the season started. Um, I had a problem with the fact that uh, Marshall was going every Tuesday night to go to New York and film that, uh, whatever it was, inside, NFL, the, NFL. In, inside the NFL thing. I, I had a real problem with that. Um, first of all, because he's an integral part to the offense, and I, he, he has a problem with distractions in his life, as yeah. is. Uh, yes, obviously you can't, you can't blame uh, an injury on something like that. But it definitely doesn't help. He's under contract to do it. They can't stop him from doing it. He's doing it, and that's the way it is. It keeps him from being able to rehab. It keeps him from being around the team. It keeps him from being around everything that's going on. If I were 
if I was a, a, a Brandon Marshall owner, which I am not, um, I would actually, if I could, still sell him as high as possible. Um, I really don't think that he's going to have the most uh, as insane of a year as he had last year. He's already injured a little bit. Um, it, when you have an injury like that, it's not going to just get better like that. What it is takes it? It's a little ankle, bit of time. But it's not like a serious high ankle sprain. It's just an ankle tweak. Yeah. They're saying also, you know, being from the hometown, they're saying it's both sides of the ankle. So there's, you know, injuries to both sides. So it's not just something that's going to be, you know, after a bye week, good to go. So it's going to be kind of a lingering thing. The Bears don't have a bye till week nine anyway. Do you want to know? I used to play a lot of hoops. A lot of hoops. I, for about seven to ten years, I used to play hoops a lot. And I, my issue was rolling my ankle. No, and I'm telling you, on both sides of my leg, you can look, there is scarring. Scarring right here and right there from just repeated rolling your ankle, playing through it, but it just always comes back. Man, I mean, that just means this is like not an injury that goes away. No. Like, not next year, not any. He's going to play through it, he's going to power through it. I agree with you on the rehab. That's a point that I never really thought about. Good points. I mean, I think maybe this is a guy that uh, I love him. I love his his, his his gaming and his moxie. He had three touchdowns last week. You know, Catch obviously amazing. he's amazing. But last in the game last night, I was like, oh man, what's gonna? Is, is he gone for a while? Because he walk he's walking into the into the uh, you know the, the, the locker room. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're talking, and I was with Top Dollar, and he's got him in one league. He's like, oh fuck. Fuck Marshall's out, and then we're like, "No, he's playing." I hate that style of fantasy football where my guy is going in and out. It used to happen with RG three. Yep. Used to happen with Bolden. These guys that power through it. We talked about it. You want a gamer? You want a tough guy? But at the end, if if the guy can't go, he's hurting you more. Jordy Nelson did that two years ago. Two years ago, I think the year uh, I remember the year that Jordy I took Jordy Nelson over Adrian Peterson the year that he had the two thousand yards. <laughs> Always been an yeah, AP well, guy, and Jordy was that same thing. He yeah. was in, he was injured all year, and he would play, and you would just see, and you're watching the game, like, dude, this guy's injured. That's why he's only getting fifty three yards. He's he, he and it just is so annoying as a fantasy owner. But to answer the question pretty much directly, I'm not going to sell low on Brandon Marshall by any means. I'll try to sell him high if you're going for a receiver. I think, uh, you know, you're still kind of aiming for a top five guy. If you're going to aim for a running back, you're going to go, you know, top seven guy if there are any more of those anymore. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not selling. Bradshaw is a top five to seven running back <laughs> right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, but, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to sell low on Brandon Marshall by any means. But well, if, that's you're, if thing. you can sell. Well, that that's the thing is that. I, I don't think he's going to get any higher than he is right now. He's still, people are still remembering, oh, he still had three touchdowns just the week before. Mm-hmm. Yes, last last game he went out for a little bit, whatever. But, I, I mean, if he comes back next game and puts up another goose egg, you will never be able to sell him for as high as you could have today. And, that, and that's what I'm saying, is that if you're going to sell him, sell it while people still have the three-touchdown game in their mind where he still can be dominant, where he's still a top five receiver in everybody's mind. you got to do it now or else you're going to miss your window. If he goes goosehead next week and he gets injured or he gets hobbled a little bit more again, it's over. You you have him for the rest of the year and you're <laughs> fucked. Sure. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. Listen, I know it's severe. 
I don't, I, that's a severe point of view, but it, it's still, it's, I think it's the right point of view. If you're going to sell them at this point, you've got to sell them as high as you can right now. Otherwise, you could be fucking yourself one week, two weeks, three, three weeks from now. I'm only going to ask, this is going to be the last question we'll ask on this podcast. We'll kind of get on to the next game. But uh, one of our Facebook fans and uh, an old, loyal, faithful guy, uh, Bob uh, Raggio. Bob Raggio is asking, hey guys, would you trade Percy Harvin for Eddie Lacy? My wide receivers are Julio, Bryant, Patterson, Cooks. My running backs are McCoy, Spiller, Rainey, Bell, Niles Davis, and Richardson. Thanks for all the awesome content. The answer is by looking at that, Percy Harvin for a Lacey? Yes. Immediately. Immediately. Get it's a no-brainer. Now you're getting you're getting a top-tier running back when you've got a guy, Harvin, who's been frustrating unless you're in certain He's kind of scoring. All yeah, I agree. Years. I agree. And and you don't need him. You've got you've got better talent right out of your out of Julio I like Bryant Cooks more than can, I mean, like Cooks more Patterson, who else do you have? Julio Dez. Bryant, Patterson. And Cooks. And Cooks? Done. Trade him. Yeah, trade him. Let's move on. Trade him, because then you got Lacey and you're you're starting him instead of Spiller or Bell or Niles Davis or Richardson. It's uh it's you guys saw how, how high on uh, Lacey they think. Um, he's going to start really p- performing now that he's past that tough schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Done deal. What do we think about the Packers receivers this week real quick, though? Do it quick and then let's move on. What do you think? Um, I, I think that, I mean, Nelson will get his. He just gets targeted enough to get his a little bit. Um, I think it, there's a good underneath game against the Bears, from what it seems. Uh, David Nelson got some passes. Uh, Jeremy Curley got some good uh, work last week against the Bears. I could see a Randall Cobb getting some good, some good stuff. The third receiver always gets good love against the Bears' defense. Don't be shocked if Devontae Adams has a touchdown next week and possibly a good 70 yards. Yeah, he, One thing I love the way Doug Matica talks about a game that was last night, last week. It's awesome. <laughs> You keep talking about this game as if it happened so long ago. Well, it so was, guys, somebody could be listening to this three days from now. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, you're good, buddy. You're yeah. good. Hey, you're yes. good. Uh, but uh, I'm, you, I'm, you, you, this game is going to get you. real quickie right here. Yeah. The Bills versus the Texans. Yeah. yeah. Just, just uh, make it, make it quick. Fantasy goodness. Okay. <laughs> Houston is actually their defense is coming around a little bit. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, Buffalo is still going to try and run the ball. You know, uh, CJ Spiller will probably be the one uh, doing a little more damage. You know, being able to catch the balls out of the backfield. There's going to have to be some blocking um, against that uh, Houston front four. Uh, so I, I don't know. You I mean I, Houston JJ Watt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Um, so I don't see I don't see somebody like a Scott Chandler doing all that much. Uh, Scott Chandler is going to have to stay in and block a little bit. Usually, uh, tight ends don't do that well against Houston teams because they have to stay in and block. Um, I don't know, EJ Manuel's EJ Manuel. I, 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 you're not going to see a whole hell of a lot out of him. Uh, although Sammy Watkins, who knows? He, he could have a he could have a decent game. I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot out of that pass defense. They've been okay, but they're advantageous. They they take advantage of. Um, Miscues, and that's something that EJ Manuel is prone to doing. So, uh, who do you like better out of the running backs this week, a Spiller or uh, Fred Jackson? Um, I, I think it's going to be a Spiller because I think that Buffalo is going to end up playing from behind a little bit. And if they do play from behind, there, uh, Fred Jackson, yes, he, he had that run, he had that uh, touchdown last week, which was nice. 
uh, obviously, and he's had a couple touchdowns. He's playing above his his caliber yep, yep. again is it, this year. Certainly higher in his ADP. But again. it's not going to happen every week for you, yeah. uh, mind you. Um, this is one of those weeks where I don't think it's going to happen for Fred Spiller, uh, for Fred Jackson, <laughs> for Fred Jackson. Spiller, I think, is going to get a little bit more play. I think they're actually going to really try get him in space this one because uh, Houston doesn't give you a lot of space on the interior. So what and you're saying? That's where Fred Jackson can have some trouble. So what you're saying is play C.J. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or, or or play your Fred Spiller. Either way. All right, let's move on to the Texans and what's what's to happen there. How about some big ups for some DeAndre Hopkins right now? Yeah. He's in the top ten of wide receiving points, so you can't disagree that you like that guy right now. You know, Andre Johnson is going to continue to get their targets, but you know the Bills' defense has been uh, fairly, you know, hit or miss depending on where you're looking at. They allow 16.7 points to opposing running or opposing quarterbacks and 12.7 to opposing. Uh, Running backs, so they're better against the run game than they are the pass game. There's a lot of different kind of components there. Um, let's see these guys. This might be the week where the Texans have to air it out a little bit, and you know Hopkins and you know Andre should get you know quite a significant sum of targets, and we know. Garrett Graham's going to get a few of those here and there. Demarius Johnson, my old boy from the University of Toledo. Or no, Tulsa, which I always mix those up. It's Toledo, right? I think it's Toledo, but it might be Tulsa. But that little guy is awesome. He's he's a little he's a little little munchkin. Uh, you know, on this game, I think the funny thing is, uh, obviously through two weeks, Arian Foster was making me because I had him in a bunch, a couple of my league, two of my three leagues, uh, maybe three or three, not two or three. Look, I look like a genius because he was just lighting it up. Um, is he going to be out again? I mean, is he pretty much going to be done for, for longer, or is he coming back? I need this guy back. Arian Foster is one of those cases where he's got sort of that lingering issue that you don't like to see. Uh, he had such a you know high capacity of touches the high first volume, two weeks. Sure, yeah. High volume guy, you know, Alfred Blue might you know might be in the lineup this week uh, again. You uh, think you think Foster's out this week? Um, I, I think Foster is probably going to be out this week. I think he would have said a little bit differently than he did. He was very uh, he. He's like, well, it's up, to my, it's up to my hamstring. Yeah, he'll. I'll play when I'm ready. When I feel. Yeah, I'll play when I, when I feel I'm ready. Uh, it, it talk to my hamstring. It's up to my hamstring. It, 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 sorry, dude. When you say something like that, it means that you're out. Yeah. All right. You're. you're the, I was talking about Alfred Blue all offseason. Yep. He was my guy, yep. and he showed it. I mean, the guy ran for six yards to carry against a defense that was not easy to run six yards to carry against. Um, he's the one to play. He's the one who's going to be in there. Grimes wasn't used very much at all, if at all. I mean, it was like, what, like two touches or something in the game or something like that. It was, yeah. it was, I mean, it's it was Alfred Blue. Minimal. Looking nice. It, it's Alfred Blue um, again this week. Do I, do I think it's the greatest matchup for Alfred Blue this week? No. The Buffalo Bills defense is a lot better than you think, so it's, I wouldn't expect a ton out of Alfred Blue this week, but hey, he's, he's the one to go with. Awesome. All right. Nice work. We cruised through that one. That gives us some breathing room on some better matchups. Let's go. Titans are going to be at the Colts. Holy luckness. That guy's the bomb. He is. I'm 2-1 I'm in my one league where I've got him, and I mean, he's by far. The leading scorer in the league. The oh, guy is so good. Leading every league in scoring. Yeah. He's oh, leading yeah. everybody. No, everything, in everybody, in any league. In any league. Uh, he, he's the man. Plain and simple. I took him as my QB. I'm, 
I play, I, I think I might have mentioned this last week or two weeks ago, I'm playing in one league this year. I decided to try it just once, one league, and that's it. And I took Luck as my quarterback, and I meant to do it. I wanted him badly because yeah. I knew that he was going to explode this year. Sure enough, here he is, uh, major explosion. I do not believe that he's going to keep up with his numbers this week. Um, he's not going to be throwing for three or four touchdowns like he has in each of the first uh, th- few weeks. Uh, I think it'll be two touchdowns, uh, but it won't, it won't be three or four. It's, it's a tough matchup. The Titans are actually pretty good as a pass defense. Um, granted, they're a little bit banged up back there right now, so it was a little bit easier last week. But even last week, Cincinnati uh, didn't throw for a touchdown. Well, Sanu threw for a touchdown <laughs> to Andy Dalton. But um, How did that the quarterback we'll didn't throw that, for a but... touchdown. And Dalton, I think, only threw for 160 yards, 170 yards. Good that's point. all you're going to do against that. Tennessee is a good pass team, but you can run all over them. And that's why I think it's going to be the Bradshaw show. Bradshaw's going to get his. Uh, Trent Richardson's going to get his, as they did against Jacksonville last week. They put both of them out there. They both got a lot of uh, a play. Uh, Bradshaw obviously put up the better numbers because he's better than Trent Richardson. Uh, he's a harder runner, even though Trent Richardson is a hard runner. Ahmad Bradshaw doesn't go down nearly as easily as uh, Trent Richardson does. Um, I do like the running backs this week for, for the Colts. I think they're going to run all over him. I think they're going to try and c- control the ball. Luck will get his. He'll, I think he will throw for a couple touchdowns. I don't know exactly what's going on with T.Y. Hilton right now, to be honest. They took him out of the game, at, uh, or he took himself out of the game, End of the second quarter, uh, you know, mid-end of the second quarter last week against the Jags. They didn't put him back in, um, basically because they were wiping the, their asses yeah. with the Jaguars at that point. So I don't think they really needed him. But I think he'll be fine this week. I think he'll end up playing. Um, but him and him and Reggie Wayne, I mean, they'll each catch about five passes apiece. I don't see either one of them going for 100 yards unless one of them breaks one by chance. Uh, the tight ends will do some business. Uh, Tennessee is very bad against the tight ends. They were terrible against them last year. They've actually been okay against them this year, but last year they were terrible, and I could see them using the tight ends again. I don't see Colby Flater doing what he did last week against Jacksonville, you like but Dwayne I can see Dwayne Allen doing it. I got you. I, I, as we'll talk about it, because uh, you know we've, he was a guy that you like and a guy that I got in a couple leagues. Rudolph going down. I backed him up with Pitta. In two two yeah. leagues and Dwayne Allen in another, so I basically well, got in, yeah <laughs> I'm in a mode where right now I'm basically on the waiver trying to grab a I, I had, oh, no I had Daniels, Jordan no Reed. Daniels or yeah yeah we're all we're all there. I yeah. mean back to Andrew Luck a little bit in uh, four career games against the Tennessee Titans. I mean he's only thrown two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean number he. For one team he struggles against, it's kind of the Titans. It's the Titans. Huh. I mean, he gets wins, but, you know, it's not on him. Well, I think that, that's what he's saying. You're running, Tennessee, running you can run on him, and that's what they do. And, and they will this week. Like I said, I, I think Luck has gotten to the point where he'll still get his. It's, it, he's not, you know, the youngster that he was last year or whatever. He's, he's grown a little bit past that, and I think he's, he's going to get his just because he will get his. That's just the way he is at this point. But, I mean, he's, he's no Val Verde who always gets his. <laughs> um, all right, Titans, let's, let's breeze through these guys. Um, I'll just ask you guys a couple questions. Bishop Sankey, is he ever going to see the light of day? Is he a guy that you should be targeting and trying to go for, or is it going to be a lot of garbage this year for him? He, um, he got some play last week because the Titans were getting their asses kicked. 
So they said, fuck it, let's put in Sankey. Um, he kicked ass. 60 some odd yards on 10 rushes. Uh, another pass catch for 10 or some yards or something like that. Um, he's not there yet. Uh, they're blaming footwork, which is bullshit. It was hilarious. I was reading something. Um, I'm sure you guys heard the same thing. Uh, I, I guess uh, Wizenhunt, Wizenhunt, right? Yeah. Uh, for for Tennessee. Yeah, was saying, like, like, yeah, we're, we're not putting him in yet because of his footwork or something like that. And some somebody tweeted out, like, ah, you should have drafted Fred Astaire. Give me a fucking break, dude. Footwork or not, the guy's a better running back than Sean Green. Sean Green has actually done pretty well. Uh, I, I want to give him a little bit of credit for, for doing pretty well in this offense. But Sankey is a better running back. you got to get him going at some point. It's not going to be this week. Um, they will get him some touches, and they will get him in there, but he's not going to be uh, you know, the end-all, be-all yet. He's coming, though. I'll mention that you have uh, Delaney, Delaney Walker, I think. You have him like four. Mm-hmm. You, so you have him, I don't even think there's really any reason to talk about it too much. Give a little moment of why. No, you, it's, why I think it's, it's like six. Six or you got six, him high. Six. I do he's, have he's, him high. He's, he's having a good season so far. He's having a great season uh, thus far. Uh, Locker has a problem with his wrist. He got an MRI. It turns out it's okay. He's questionable for this week. But either way, there's going to be checkdowns. Um, I, I think that Indianapolis, that they've been terrible against tight ends this year because their linebacking core has been just decimated. Yeah. Um, and they can't cover a fucking thing. You could see that in the first game of the year against Denver. They, I mean, they, they couldn't keep up with Julius Thomas to save their fucking lives. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm saying fucking so much. I'm... <laughs> Been fucking a lot lately, so uh, it's just coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Gets you fired up. Fair enough. Gets me fired up. So no, I mean, I just think it's. Uh, I I think that it's going to be a good game for Walker. They're going to have to pass a lot in this game because Indy's going to get up, and I think Delaney uh, gets the brunt of that. What about Wright? Wright had this looked good a little bit, and then he just was terrible this week. I don't know. He really only looked good that first week because he had a touchdown. To be honest, He's, he hasn't looked that great. No, he hasn't think... looked that great. It's 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 not going to be a hundred catch season for him, huh? No, it it still could be a hundred catch season for him. Um, it's just still the same old shit, though. I, I really yards. wish that they would mix up this offense a little bit. Start taking some chances. Start throwing their their most dynamic offensive player into a role where he isn't catching the ball four yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Send him out in some real patterns. Get him involved like a Cordero Patterson or like a Percy Harvin. Get him doing some things that really matter yeah. Yeah. For, uh, for the team. He's not being used correctly. I hope they start to see it. Ken Wisenhunt, let's be honest, he's a blockhead. He's supposedly known as a great, uh, you know, offensive jo- uh, mind when he was, you know, with the Steelers, and then also, you know, you got him with the Arizona Cardinals. But let's be honest, he just had a lot of talent in both both those instances. Where I, I think these, he just seems like a lot of Dems and Does, and just kind of a blockhead, you know, and not a real is, deep dynamic talent. guy. He has talent to use. He's just not using it correctly. Justin Hunter's a great talent too. That, I mean, that guy could be used a lot better. He's, he's soft, though. He's not a football player. That's the that's a perfect example of that guy who's not who's got all on paper. He's got all the stuff. He's just not a football guy. That's my opinion. I've watched him play. I remember we we were together last yeah. year watching the combine, and he just he's a track guy. He's just he's he's just not. I don't. I, I'm I'm not a soul. All on the him. measurables are there for him for sure. Uh, Looks like Tarzan plays like James. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's move on to the next one. Let's okay. go to the Panthers. Are going to be at Ravens. So first thing we'll say, as we mentioned earlier, 
Pitta, damn, re-injures that same hip. Done for the year. Poor friggin' guy. Uh, has had surgery. What? I wonder how Miss Pitta feels about this. Why? Dude's got no hip. So now, yeah. oh, it's not. Miss Pitta? No. No, no props to that one. I don't get it. It's, what do you use your hip for there, Derek? Yeah, it, it's tough to get a little I get, that, I get that part. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I got that one. Yeah. I thought you were, you were pulling something with the name. Uh, yeah, Misfit is not happy. Yeah. No one's happy in that family because, you know, you just got paid a lot of money. And if you keep getting hurt in the NFL, not for long league, you're not going to be making your money if you're not being able to play. So what I do think this does is a great pickup this week. Owen Daniels, playing in the Kubiak system, knows it vividly and intimately from being together in the Texans for a while, and I think he's going to be a kind of guy that's not just going to step in and be as great as Pitta, but maybe. He's already had a game where he had two TDs in the first game. You know, He's already kind of had a Stole two TDs stole. from my fucking Pitta. That's yeah. fine, but he had it. He got them. So now there's no Pitta, and he, he's not stealing them from anyone. So I like that as far as the Ravens go. Ray Rice, I heard he's not playing. What do you guys think? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we got Flacco and um, Torrey oh, Smith right. blows. Watching yeah, that guy listen. play, it's just is is it's it's a it's, what, it's a what comedy. Everybody wants to know about short is Lorenzo Talafiero. Yeah, Tal- talk Fero. about talk about that guy. Talia Talia Faro Talafiero Lorenzo. Let's call him LT. LT. LT, LT, very, very, very junior. Um, <laughs> Bernard Pierce is coming back this week. And um, Baltimore is the type of team, it's a type of situation where you don't really, you don't lose your job due to injury for one week. Pierce is going to be starting this game, and he's going to be running first and foremost. They did like what LT was doing, but I don't see him getting like the majority of the carries this week. Uh, Justin Forsett will still mix in a tiny bit. I think all three of them will get carries. I just think I think Pierce is going to be the one who's going to get the most, assuming he is going to be completely healthy from what I hear he's going to be in there for this game. Um, Steve Smith, can he keep can I do up? One thing, can I do one thing about strategy and, and in-season strategy that I kind of came up, I decided on Sunday when I was watching that game. Basically, on Saturday and Sunday, I... We had talked about Talaferro, LT, uh, and we had said, hey, this guy looks pretty good in the last podcast, and we knew that Pierce was, was, wasn't was bringing that much to the table. Obviously, Ray Rice is gone. We know what you're going to be able to get from a Justin Forsett. I mean, come on. The expectations yeah. are, are super low. We kind of just, I just kind of felt that foreshadowing aspect and, and just knew that he was going to be a great pickup. And I just had, the team that I really wanted him on is actually a rookie team uh, league, and I really should have dropped him before that game. It's just a smart move to do. The week before, I had done another player. Uh, two weeks earlier, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I think I picked up Parquet. I, I don't remember, but um, I was really, really just excited to do that, and I didn't do it because it was a, it wasn't a deep bench, and I did. I was like, uh, what is this a bad pick? I was, and what I decided on that Sunday is. Every week, or almost every week, maybe not in our main league because we're so limited in our pickups, we can only do 10 pickups in that league, but from now on, I'm going to do a foreshadowing pick of my two leagues that I have a deep bench that have unlimited pickups. Um, Really, one of them is not a deep bench and the other one is. In this one league, I'm going to try and do a foreshadowing call if it's something I feel good about every week. You should. Pick Pick the guy the week before he should get picked up, like... 
you know, I, like I did with Niles Paul uh, in one league. Like I wanted to do with Tal Farrell here this week. Do it now. I, I mean, it's it's it can pay off. If you can just drop that guy again, it didn't work. I did it two weeks ago and it didn't work out for Latavius Murray. But it, it, take that if Latavius Murray has that big blow-up game, then you're sitting there a week beforehand and you're like, I don't got to worry about my waiver wire spot. I don't need to do it. So that's going to be my new thing this year. Is almost every week that I think there's someone of value that can be that game changer. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick them before, and I might be wrong. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'll, he'll be dropped the next week potentially. I think but it's that's, worth it. I think I it's worth it. I did, I did the same thing. I did the one league I was in, I, I took an Isaiah Crawl. I know that that guy's another amazing. guy that I was looking at during that Saturday and Sunday yeah. with him because of what you guys were talking about on the show. Where I was like, oh shit. Should I grab this guy? It wasn't as positive about that one, really, but exactly. Oh, was he was the other that. guy that was like, another one of the guys I was talking about all offseason. My deep, deep sleeper. Yeah. Like, this guy is a freaking beast. This guy is yeah. a monster. And all he needs is a bentate injury and, Gee, for, yeah, and for West not to show very well. Well, Crowell actually has the touchdowns, and he's actually done pretty well. If Tate get injured, gets injured again, which he will. By yeah, the way, he'll come sure. back, but he'll get injured again. For sure. Um, it'll be West and Corral again. And who knows? Who knows which one is actually... I happen to have West on that team as well. Um, so I got them both. But the the other guy that, that I grabbed in that same week... Um, who, who, who did I go? Oh, Tim Wright. Uh, the tight end on, on New, New England. England. Now listen, New England has not opened it up yet. They have not... Pass the ball around that you would think that Tom Brady would do. They have not done what you would think that the, the New England Patriots normally do. They're going to have to open it up sooner or later because they are looking like shit. All right. And yeah. Belichick knows it. Then they're going to have to open it up a little bit. Why would they trade away Logan Mankins, one of the best offensive linemen in the league? Granted, he's old and granted, they wouldn't have been able to keep him. Whatever. He would have been gone. But still, they traded him away for Tim Wright. They're going to have to use him sooner or later. This guy is a tight end that could fit directly into Aaron Hernandez's spot. And as soon as, which he will get injured, as as as, as soon as um, the running back. Vereen? Vereen, yeah, Vereen. As soon as he gets injured, which he will. Believe me, he will. It's going to be a Tim Wright show. <laughs> Dominica. Dominica has turned into the Nostradamus of foot, fantasy football injuries. I like it. Um, hey, dude, there's so many injuries in the game today. You can almost predict who is and who isn't going to get injured. It's getting easier and but easier to figure out who is. The league is tough. They're all, they all are going to get injured at one point, to be honest. <laughs> uh, quickly go through. You were going to talk about Steve Smith. Do a quick uh, okay, thing, we'll do, and then, we'll, we'll, and then we'll, we're going to breeze through the Panthers, and I feel like we'll catch up a little bit. All right. What Pittsburgh did to um, Carolina last weekend was an anomaly. I do not see that happening again. Uh, Baltimore is, listen, they're okay on offense. But is Steve Smith going to keep up what he's been doing? No. Um, is Torrey Smith going to get better? Yes. Uh, is Owen Daniels going to be the end-all, be-all of tight ends filling in there because he had that one-two touchdown game? No. And none of them are going to live up to it. Um, this week it's going to be a three-headed monster with the running backs. I don't see any of them producing all that much. Um, and Joe Flacco isn't going to do a whole hell of a lot against that Carolina defense. Nice. Panthers, you breathe through them quickly. Um, do, do, do your thing on, on the Panthers a little bit. Cam Newton, you know, might 
Should have a little bit better week than he had last week, but, you know, again, it's a tough matchup. They're allowing 13 points a uh, game to opposing quarterbacks, but, you know, they've been uh, gassed during the run game, you know, so far, but, you know, you pick any of those Carolina Panthers running backs, you've got bigger balls than I do. <laughs> you put one of those guys in your lineup, you, you've got well, to... Well, to say it, I mean, D'Angelo Williams... <laughs> is the only healthy one. going to be the only healthy one. Stewart's going to be out for a month, and Tolbert was just put on yeah. IR. Um, so the other, the other one, they just brought up from the practice squad or whatever, Darren Reeves, who's actually a little better than people think. Um, he's a, he's, he's little, he's a, he's a small guy, but, um, he can he's fit into that role pretty well. He's just a little guy. Little guy. <laughs> but he's oh, actually not so bad. cute. And he's going to fit into a role there because that's what they do. They, they run the ball a little bit more. So go on. What, what are you thinking about the wide receivers over there? Calvin? I think Calvin Benjamin, and then I don't think much else. What do you got, Calvin? Where do you got Calvin? If you can remember uh, in your rankings, yeah, right now? he's he's going to be up there a little bit. Yeah, I mean he's he's within the top fifteen to twenty. Okay, and then uh, obviously he's going to be because that guy is targeted like a monster, and he is a monster. That yeah. guy's a red zone freak. Yeah, he's by the good. Way. Olsen looking good too. Houdini is having his uh, his day with uh, the uh, the Olsen versus. Uh, Rudolph argument for for obvious reasons now, but um, he's going to keep this up. Not this week. Yeah, Olsen is not going to have an easy week. Uh, Baltimore has been awesome against tight ends for about a decade. Awesome. (laughs) Let's go to the next matchup and take that Lions at the Jets. Um, What do you guys have to say here? Um, uh, start with, let's start with the Jets. Uh, or the, the, don't, uh, play, don't play uh, don't, running backs. Don't play a Jet. Yeah, don't I'll, play I'll a tell Jet. I'll tell you that right now. Don't play a Jet. Don't play a Jet. I mean, the only chance you have at anything, basically, I mean, Decker's going to be gimpy a little bit. Who knows if he's going to actually stay in the game. He took himself. He took his own self out of the game because he, he felt like his hamstring wasn't loose enough. So I could see that happening again. That's one of those type of things that kind of lingers a little bit. Granted, you could pass against Detroit a little bit, but obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. So who's going to say that Geno Smith is going to do it to Eric Decker? Ivory's not going to be able to run against that Detroit defense. And Chris Johnson is a forethought, a back thought. He's a backhand at this point. Yeah, I agree. All right, Lions, what's going to happen there with them? Uh, start with the running backs. Um, I wouldn't start a Lions running back either, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would probably start Bush over uh, Joik at, at this point, not because of what happened last week, yeah, he's but simply because the power runners don't power run against a, a Jets defense. The Jets defense is too strong against a power run. The only hope you have is to catch a few passes, and that's what Bush can do. Yeah, uh, when it comes to wide receivers, yeah, you're gonna want to start Tate and and uh, Tate's looking good and Megatron. Tate's no, don't good. start Megatron. It's a terrible yeah, idea. Good, yeah. You're gonna want the wide receivers, and to be honest, I, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if Eric Ebron had a bit of a uh, coming out party. I don't want to say a coming out party, but I think that he's gonna be the one that's gonna be targeted this week. Uh, it ain't gonna be Pettigrew. Uh, Pettigrew's gonna have to be kept into block. And if they're going to use Foria, because uh, he's so big, he's going to have to block a little bit too. Um, if it's red zone, I don't see it being Foria. I see it being uh, Calvin Johnson. So it's probably going to be Ebron in between the 20s at least. Awesome. Well, I'm going to do a little pyro promo here. Uh, had a great consultant come in and help us learn some stuff for the podcast. We've been doing this for 
three year over three years now, and it's like I said at the beginning of the show, it's our 146th show of the Pyro Podcast. Yet I have little to no experience, and neither did Houdini, Dogmatica, Stag. You know, with the setting and the ins and outs of how we become a better and bigger and more marketable podcast, I learned friggin' Garage Band on a whim and cut these things together. So we had a nice, uh, awesome consultancy, and the guy helped us out. We actually had two uh, podcasts, one that was explicit and one that was uh, um, edited. Uh, or well, it wasn't, it, They didn't actually have it edited, but it was the same podcast twice up on iTunes. So basically, now we've got one up there. So we had to eliminate a few reviews that were on that other podcast just because we thought it was hurting our standing in iTunes. At the end of the day, guys, there's a couple of really big sites that need we need help on to help build our stature for getting more earballs for this Pyro podcast. I'm not telling you to give me word of mouth. I'm not telling you to tell your friends because we know you guys are holding us up uh, up your own sleeve and you don't want your league to know about us. We get it. But what I do need to do is if you've listened to this podcast and you haven't given us a review on iTunes, go to iTunes, create, you know, look for the Fantasy Football Fire Pyro Podcast. You'll know it when you see it. You're probably already subscribed to it. If you're not, subscribe to it so they automatically get the show every week. But go in and get us a review because that is the best way for us to get in the main directory, in the top tier directory of fantasy football podcasts, which we know we should be. We know we're the best. We're the only one that's doing it uh, year-round. We do one one a week, and actually it ends up, I think last year we ended up doing one more than uh, average than one podcast per week. We're the only ones doing that. We need your reviews. We need your um, write-ups and saying, hey, if you hate us, that's fine. You can say that. But give us a bunch of stars. Tell us, tell the other people out there on, on Apple iTunes land how awesome we are or what you feel about us. And we really need that because that, we need that step to help make this podcast more of a known entity. And, uh, you know, we work really hard on this, and it's, it's important for us to get more people, as many people as possible, to listen to this. And uh, that's a great, great way to do it. So if you listen to this podcast and you haven't given us a review on iTunes, do it. Listen to us on Stitcher. Great. Follow us over on uh, SoundCloud. Awesome. Do all those things because the more people we have, just the more energy it gives to us. And, you know, I, we need to know people like us out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next game, uh, and that's going to be Buccaneers uh, are going to be at the Steelers. I think this is one we can kind of breeze through too. So uh, we're at a, we're an hour into the show. Um, and there's actually some good games down the stretch here, so let's try and breeze through this one. Go, fellas. Uh, Doug Martin, I think he'll be back, and not a bad start. Uh, you can run on Pittsburgh a little bit this year, obviously. It, it, it seems like they have some holes in there. Um, but beyond uh, Doug Martin, I, I mean, with, I don't know, with, with Glenn out there, I mean, Ike Taylor just went down with a, a broken arm. Um, they don't have the greatest secondary over there in Pittsburgh either. I could see them having to pass it around because Pittsburgh is going to roll over them a little bit. So, I mean, Vincent Jackson, yes, he has a, a, a micro fracture in his wrist or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's playing. Yeah, but he was playing, and you know, he'll still play. And Mike Evans, I mean, they, they aren't terrible plays. They're not great plays either. Um, I, I don't see a whole hell of a lot out of that. Uh, Brandon Myers might catch a few passes again. Uh, that That's what I got out of out of uh, Tampa Bay. Glennon will be so-so. 
Uh, out of Pittsburgh, obviously, I think uh, Antonio Brown is going to be a top five choice this week for sure. Uh, that that Tampa Bay defense is pretty bad. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 good but bad. It was good and it was good in '93. I mean, it's good and bad. I mean, they have potential. They have. Uh, they, got good players. Yeah, they have good players. And, I mean, some players have been injured and some are actually coming back. Michael Johnson, I think, is coming back. Yeah, he's supposed to play this week. So that, yeah, he's supposed you know, to play that, this week. That, That'll get a pass rush on a little bit. Um, but, I, I don't know, it's uh, Le'Veon Bell, they're not the easiest team to run on Tampa Bay. They, they've actually did, done pretty well against the run. Uh, but well, just better than average. But yeah, just better Le'Veon than average. Bell has been... One of the top backs in the league, so it's yeah. not like you're going to sit him, especially in a bye week crunch like this. He's definitely going to be in your lineup. He's going to be a guy you're going to count on. He's averaging, you know, five yards a carry in every game this season, yeah. which is the best stat I've ever found for this season. I wish I wish would have drafted the guy. He didn't average it once last year, five uh, yards a carry. I wish I would have drafted the guy after, you know, seeing him slim down and the way he's running this season. You know, that's kind of one of my regrets. I didn't have him a little bit higher. But. Tell me about it. Going to Michigan State and uh, neglecting a Le'Veon Bell. Fuck. <laughs> I stayed away from him because of, the, because of the weed out. I just been worried that something was going to happen there. But here's one thing I got. I read a bunch of news feeds on our website that were done by Val Verde. That were about Le'Veon Bell, and I should have known better because the guy's legit. And, um, yeah. Uh, so but, Steelers, yeah. So Steelers, what else you got? Yeah, no, I mean, do you, I don't expect Lavera Blount to do what he did last week, but he will get mop up duty because I do believe that Pittsburgh will be kicking the crap out of them um, come end of the third quarter, fourth quarter. I think that Blount will probably get some carries. Well, will it be the same game he had last week? Not even, not even close. What um, about Wheaton? Wheaton, oh, he was Wheaton. He, I, I he think, had that one play where he couldn't get established his, yeah. uh, himself after stepping out of bounds. But he I think Wheaton's he, actually a pretty decent play this week. You know, I mean that he's uh, like I said, they're able to be passed on, and uh, Roethlisberger will pass on them. Uh, so I, I think it's a pretty decent play for him. Um, beyond that, uh, Keith Miller, he'll get a few catches. You know, he'll get four or five catches. Um, He'll get some yardage. It won't be great. It'll be decent. After that, that's all. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much all we got for that. Good. Perfect. Let's move. Let's move on. The um, Dolphins have announced Tannehill will start again. Are going to be at the Raiders. Uh, this is actually probably, in my opinion, the kind of game that turns into a pretty good one for fantasy football. I think for both teams. Do you guys agree? You know where the game's been played? Oaktown. London. 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 Oh. Which has not been great for fantasy. Oh. No, I think there was one game in London where I think New Orleans was over there or something. Where they lit it up and it was it was a fun time. But it hasn't been all that great of a game for... Uh, for this for is going to buck the trend. This, I don't know, this one... I, do you know what? Miami, Oakland... Who knows? I mean, it's ugly. It's so ugly, but I think that could be a lot of things. It could be ugly and good in the same in the same sentence, you know. For for fantasy owners, I mean, it could be a smorgasbord. You know, I mean, Derek Carr could go off. You know, Lamar Miller could. Lamar Miller. I feel good about a Tannehill in that game. James Jones could go off. Uh, Charles Clay could actually show up finally this year. Mike Wallace could have the game of his life. Um, uh, uh, there's a lot of players that could do really well in this game. Um, 
I, the, the guys that I just mentioned are guys that I would play. Guys that I would think about playing in this one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend start, uh, starting a Derek Carr over any of your real stars if you're playing in one QB league. But a two QB league, I'd be happy with him as, as a starter in this one. Um, you can run on uh, Miami, though. So I, it wouldn't shock me if MJD came back and did a little damage. Mm. He uh, was supposed to come back last week. And couldn't quite make it. I actually heard him on the show. And you could tell in his voice that he wasn't coming back. Somebody was asking him on his yeah. uh, on his fantasy show, Hey, should I start? I have you and I have this guy and I have Darren McFadden and I have this. He's like, um, I think Darren McFadden's probably going to get a ton of touches this week. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, you're probably sitting there. You know, fucking jack. It's like, I can't really talk about what I, you know, what's going to happen with me and everything, but... McFadden's going to have some touches. Yeah, I think I like this. Well, I know a guy that you have in your top ten that I just made a nice trade that I was happy about doing this this week, uh, and that's Lamar Miller. So mm-hmm. you, you're obviously feeling that he's got some uh, he, he's got some game going on there over overseas. He looked good. You know, he looked good. He looked fast. You know, he looked like he had a handle on what was going on there. Um, he listen. finally had his you know. Speed transition to the football field. Yes. Something that he was never able to True. do last season. He was able to do it a little bit in his rookie year, but last season it was kind of an aberration. Um, you know, he was, he was unable to, you know, sort of break tackles last year, but he, he did a little more of that this week, and I was happy to see that. You know, I, I've had him, you know, sitting on the end of my bench, been a, unable to start him because I feel like he lacked that. And now, you know, after seeing it, I like it. Uh, but what do you think about the Oakland Raiders against wide receivers? you think that's an aberration? They're allowing just 15.1 points a game to opposing wide receivers. I so think it's, it's simply because you can, you can run all over them. And it, it's, yeah, I, I do believe it's an aberration. I think it's very easy to be able to pass against them. I don't think it's because their cornerbacks are like uh, you know incredible or anything like that. It's simply because you can do everything else against them. And teams get up against them so they stop passing. And why use, you know, I don't know why you don't have to go for a super deep ball or something like that. They do play back a little bit to be quite honest. Um, they don't allow that deep ball very often. So I mean that's not it's uh, not something you should expect out of Mike Wallace this week, but Wallace, I think, will still get his due, though. I mean, he's been getting a ton of targets, and he will continue to get a ton of targets. He's been as dynamic as we were talking about all summer. You know, I knew that this guy was going to break out the way he has broken out, and he has done well. Um, I can still see him getting six, seven, eight catches, and when you give it to to Mike Wallace, you know, six, seven, eight times, he's going to get you at least close to 100 yards, if not 100 yards. He has the possibility to break one against his defense. Without, without a doubt. Um, do I think it's going to be the end-all, be-all game for him? No. I, I, he's not a number one receiver for me this week. But uh, he's definitely going to put up good enough numbers for you know you definitely to start him as a wide receiver, too, at least this week. Well, it, it's been funny how we have, if you listen to the show, you know, when you see the lineups of people that ask us questions, they've all got Cooks, they've all got Wallace, Lots of them have Harvin for better or worse. Lots of them had, you know, our, our, our Rudolph and all this stuff. So we've been high on shock. And then last last week, I remember looking at the uh, talented Mr. Roto or whatever. Front page was a picture of Wallace. 
I love Mike Wallace. I'm like, it's just so funny when you see that. Like, he was down on me preseason. When you see all these experts and whatever, now all of a sudden they're on the job. They're reactionary. We're visionary. Period. All right. Uh, anything else in the Dolphins or are we moving on? Um, no, said- I mean, there's not a lot else to talk about this game. Like I said, I mean, MJD will probably be back. So if you had McFadden and, uh, you know, we're thinking about him again, it's not going to be... Not going to be what you were thinking. So, all right, let's do it. Um, let's go on to the. Actually, the eh, no. There's only three afternoon games, which isn't too bad. But the first one that's going to be that starts at, at four Eastern and three, you know, here Central is going to be the Jaguars at the Chargers. Uh, yeah, poor Woodhead, done for the year. He gone. That looked that looked painful. We love the guy. And he just about to have a great opportunity with Matthews. It looked like he was going to get the ball a ton. He's gone. Hopefully you get his speedy recovery. We really like you here at Pyro. But let's talk about Donald Brown. Like we talked last week, we said he was going to start getting a ton of targets, ton of touches, ton of carries. He had 31 carries last on Sunday. That was insane. 31. If the guy's getting 31 carries and he's available probably in half the leagues out there right now. I don't know what, what his availability is, but he's available in a lot of leagues, even yeah, at this point right now. Grab those 31 carries now if he's available in your league. Um, you know, what 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 are you, what do you expect in this game? I mean, I think... I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I love a Donald Brown this game. Um, the reason why, and everybody's gonna point to, well, he only ran for two, two yards a carry last game. And I, t- I will tell you why. He was doing fine up until it was garbage time because they were winning. And they just ran him over and over and over and over again, straight into the line, you know, or you know, a little bit. They ran a couple Eat off the clock. plays, or you know, or whatever, a couple, you know, draws. But they, they didn't really do anything creative with him. But they were winning, and he was running into rush coverage. But he was before the two yards ended up being two yards of carry. He was running for four yards a clip, you know, in the first half, and he was doing just fine, and he was doing well. The guy is a first-round pick. You can't forget that he was a first-round pick by Indianapolis a few years ago in 2010, I think it was. Yeah, so. and out of out of Connecticut. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were taking him out of some big program. Someone really saw something in this player that was playing against great talent, yeah, but it hasn't coming isn't coming from a powerhouse. Hey, look what he was doing at the end of program. the year for Indianapolis last year. <laughs> the guy was kicking ass. Yeah. I love to see him in a game like this against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's actually a little bit better against the run than you think, but. Donald Brown actually has some pass-catching ability out of the backfield. Can be a little bit dynamic. as he He's a little jukey when you give him a little space to run, uh, space to do his stuff. So I do like a Donald Brown this game. Um, Keenan Allen, it's been a problem for people. People are selling him low. I've heard of some trades that are just ridiculous. You know, uh, people are trading uh, you know, Keenan Allen for, you know, uh, I don't know. That's like, uh, a used douchebag? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 my my douchebag. Yeah, you know, Marcus Wheaton. I you got a douchebag? Did you see him for a Marcus Wheaton? Yeah, yeah, I've seen well, him for like, some terrible. That was rough. Uh, I mean, oh, that's tough. Yeah, listen, I, I was so very you think high. He's I not, was not very high in Keenan Allen this year either. I'll tell you that. And he's I been a little get right at the end. I, and he's been a little right different drafts. I but I do like right. him this week. I do think that he's going to be fine, and he'll be okay this week um, against his Jack against his Jags defense. I, mean, I love a, I Philip Rivers. I love a Philip Rivers. God, I love that guy. Bolo knows. I love that dude. He's so... He's crying. He's just... 
He's the passion just, he plays with is just so friggin' awesome. He's one of those type of guys that I just I never want on my team, but I I I, I can't help but love seeing him succeed. Yeah. It's weird. I can't stand the guy, but I like seeing him succeed. I, I, I just love the guy. Funny. I hated him when we started our website. Remember on our first graphics? Oh my God. Was the mouth eyes that we yeah. did with them, and then we got a bunch of different. I we used to hate him. He was like the epitome of the guy. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I, I, I literally do. He is. He's he a is. Gamer, a, he is just the kind of guy that you gotta like. How can you not like? Him? Loves football. He's got a. What is he? Got? He's got like eleven. He's like the opposite of a lot of these uh, of Adrian Peterson. He's got the same amount of kids, but instead of them being with six different women, they're all one. One. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the, she just loves to keep fucking. <laughs> got a good one. The Chargers def or the Chargers defense is actually a pretty good waiver wire pickup this week. I yeah. Think. Uh, what the Bortles or not? <laughs> Bortles or not? Bortles is probably gonna throw a couple picks, but he, he's probably gonna look pretty good. But uh, you know, everything about the Jacksonville defense is just sort of terrible. They are 32nd against everything except yeah. for wide receivers currently. They are that bad. They are giving up over 120 fantasy points a game in total. And it oh is just. And you're pulling that from the. Fantasy football power rankings. Who invented Pyro. that? Pyromaniac. Yeah. Who invented it? Pyromaniac. No. No. You, I'm gonna, I'll do the lead in. I'll tell. He doesn't even know the name of the piece that he invented. What? Who invented this piece? Pyro power rankings. This guy. Stag party. Stag party. Awesome, awesome stuff. I guess he's a little bashful. He's like, he's like, a little, he's like blushing over here. (laughs) He is. Look at that. He's red as fuck. I'm trying to get my color back. I'm trying to get my color back. I've been a little under the weather, so let's not worry about that. He's been drinking the Valverde's of the watered nature. I wish. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm, I'd start anybody on the Chargers this weekend. Yeah. Malcolm Floyd, you know, he only had, what, two catches last week, but they went for 98 yards 49 or and 49. <laughs> Both catches, 49 yards apiece. That's, That's awesome. That's, That's weird. awesome. <laughs> so, and yeah, Dogmatic is, dog, go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to I'd start at Antonio Gates. You've got him, like, number two, or, that's what I was going to say, like, third. Yeah, Gates this week. Oh, that is sure. that guy's gonna be the value pick. Listen, people are gonna be all bummed out about him not doing anything last week. He's gonna be a stud this week. He's it's just a quick over the middle passes. I think Ladarius Green's gonna actually have a pretty good game too. You know they're gonna run him on some uh, out routes like they did with uh, Kobe Fleener last week. And both uh, both both Gates and Ladarius Green are gonna get their play this week. Awesome. Start all the chargers. Anything else? Anything Start all else the chargers. Uh, Marquise Lee, he's going to be out probably, right? Still banged um, up? I, I think he'll probably be out um, again. It, I don't know. It's it's iffy with him, but I think he'll probably be out again. Allen Robinson is starting to look Dude, uh, pretty good. I watched him play that the eye test. The That guy looks like a wide receiver. He fucking does. He's Sorry, got the fucking way too much. Sorry, guys. He's, he's, like, he really he's got that like the, the fleet bicep. He's got that size. Like When he came into the huddle, I was like, dude, he's not like... R- He's not like as big as like a Julio, but he's got that like really kind of breed, real tight, 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 tall. He just, absolutely does. Just Big a new fan. breed wide receiver, strong, tall, skinny enough. But if that guy can stay healthy, he looks the part. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, again, I mean, they have some receivers there. I mean, there's obviously there's Cecil Shorts, who I I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of anyway. I don't think he was. The, that great to begin with, to be honest. 
But he, I mean, he'll get his, he'll get his he play got because they're better out of the bunch. He got that garbage you know? touchdown this week. He did. I mean, Alan Hearns made, I mean, that, that touchdown, that was, he was, he made it. You know, I mean, that yeah. wasn't Bortles. Yeah. That was Hearns. Yeah. yeah. Plain and simple. Um, so, I mean, he, he's someone to be reckoned with, whether he actually will hold on to the ball anytime it's past him. Who knows? But I do like an Allen Robinson, uh, and I do like uh, I do like that. Uh, you know, Allen Robinson's the one I like. I love those guys. I he love really is. Yeah, he looks he looks pretty sweet. Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move on to the game that we can got we can talk about for uh, for a little stretch here. This is nice. Next next few games. I oh, think, and, uh, actually, I think all the games that remain here are good. We have got four games left. And uh, the first one, you have anything to say? Do you want to close on? No, I, was, I mean, I was going to say that uh, uh, Clay Harbor might be coming back this week. And I know that means nothing to basically anybody. But with Mar- Mercedes Lewis out, Clay Harbor is a pass-catching type of tight end who actually probably will get a little play in this game. San Diego hasn't been very good against tight ends. He's a thought, a really deep afterthought. But if you're in one of those FanDuel leagues and you only have like 4500 to spend in the end... He might be a guy you might want to think about. Just, just throwing that out there. I like it. We, uh, we are going to be joining the Mayweather and the Des Bryant FanDuel Leagues. The three of us are going to come up with uh, some teams for that this week and then hopefully be successful and keep doing more moving forward. But uh, FanDuel looks to be a company we're probably going to be doing a little bit of stuff with and going to be affiliating and, and, and having promoting them on our site, along with another site that I'm talking with um, that we might be, as I mentioned, I believe, last week on the podcast, we're going to be doing the player rankings for them, and that's Rivalry Games, which is a different spin than the FanDuel start a full lineup, play against a big pod, or do one-to-one. It's more of a one-to-one type of action, one game. You really, you, it's, it's a lighter, lighter bench, and you fill it up less, but they're doing some cool stuff as well. So I think those are the two kind of in-week gaming companies that uh, Pyro is going to start um, using, promoting, and as we move forward, just with the success and the way that you know, kind of, we want to be at the front of the, uh, the at the front of the curve on this stuff. We'll probably start on this podcast and on the website doing a little bit of advice that's geared in those type of uh, leagues. We might even, uh, as weeks move forward, do a piece that kind of promotes, hey, <coughs> here's some good guys to start for budgets that you could put together a good team. First things first, I just think it would be a fun content. I think it could help a lot of people. Uh, and at the end of the day, you guys have been asking for it. Like, do you guys do any advice? Like, I've had people tell, I've had the, the gamut. I've had a couple of my friends say, I'll put in a thousand bucks in an account. You put, you do the lineup, we split it. If I lose a thousand bucks, you're off the hook, doesn't matter. Whatever, we split 50, 50%. I've had emails from people like, I want you to be my consultant for fantasy football. Uh, will you? How much is your hourly to help me on these? Because he's doing all these FanDuel and uh, Draft Day and all these other things you mentioned. So it's it's funny. The people uh, that, that you can you can just tell on what's hot and what's happening in fantasy football by the emails and the tweets and the kind of messages I get on what people want and they're asking for stuff. So I think that could be pretty fun. Let's move on. Uh, Eagles are going to be at the 49ers. And that's going to be, huh, who knows, you know, the 49ers are underwhelming, but it doesn't seem like the game that the 49ers can pull it all together and, and have, a, have a good one just because they're probably not expected to, or, I don't know, just, uh, 
What's what's your thoughts? We we talked in the pre-show a little bit about Kaepernick, and he just makes boneheaded plays. Seems like the first half he's, he's caring much more about it, and then the second half it's like, whoa, all right, fuck it and chuck it, run it, do it. You know, it's like he's just kind of running around there and doing the. Uh, not the kind of thing that a championship quarterback. He doesn't look like Luck or Russell Wilson out there. He looks a lot more like a guy that's just freewheeling it. He is freewheeling it, basically. I mean, I, I wish, I wish he would bring things under control because they, he has the type of offense where you can control it. It can be a very controlled offense. You have a, a great, two great possession type receivers in in Bolden and Crabtree. You have a two of the great, best. Yeah, and, and coming back this week, I believe he's going to come back this week, is Vernon Davis. Uh, he's walking around supposedly no limp. He looks like he's ready to go. Uh, strangely, um, people throw around this high ankle sprain like it's freaking Halloween and you know candy corn on Halloween. <laughs> Which I happen to like candy corn, but not a lot of I people hate it. do. You would. People, oh you would. People hate candy corn. I happen to like yeah. candy Dog corn. Dog Mag's like, I love it when my Reese's peanut butter cups have razor blades in them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, 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 gets, it, get, it makes it more direct. Drink yeah, to the brain, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but That's uh, why you used to chew the Kodiak instead of, instead of Skull, right? It's, it's, uh, no, actually, the fiberglass just gets it right into your brain, bro. Actually, I didn't. I hated the the fiberglass name, that shit. But anyway, um, did I don't like Frank Gore anymore? Yeah. Uh, listen, I he looks slow. He looks sluggish. Looks like he can't break tackles all that much anymore. It's the it's the sluggish thing that's bubbling me out. I, I mean, he's still a great back. How old is he? He's in his thirties now. You know, yeah. I don't want to say that he's you know he's not thirty four, but he's not thirty. You know, I'm in between thirty four and thirty is when you're starting to break down. And he's had so much. He's had so much wear and tear on himself. I mean, he's just looking real sluggish out there, and I just don't see him having much of a game in this one. Philly, even though Philly um, can definitely be beat on defense, they have a little bit tougher of a defense than you would think. To be honest, um, they've actually had, they've been depleted. Uh, their 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 linebacking core has been you know obviously torn to bits and pieces. So. Uh, it, it'll be easy to get uh, some tight end play out of there. I could see Vernon Davis doing a little bit of work. I could see over the middle having some fun with uh, Crabtree and, and, and Bolden. And if Gore happens to break past that front line, I could see him getting a couple of decent runs. But I I don't know. I just don't like the San Fran offense very much. I mean, what, what do you think of Stags? It all comes down to Colin Kaepernick. Uh there was a point in the game where he looked like he was going to take over with his legs, and you know all they were calling were designed quarterback runs, or if he was just you know taking it out of the running back's lap. Uh, I don't know kind of yeah. how that happened. It looked like there should have been some gives. Uh, he did a lot of taking. Taking, yeah. Well, here's what I think's happening there, and I completely agree with you, and I've noticed this as well. Colin can run and is strong enough to go. Through some arm tack, arm tackles. What's happening though is, and I think this is coached. I think this is a franchise. This is York coming to him and like, don't be the next RG three. What's happening is when he kind of gets t- touched, unless he breaks through it right away, he's kind of going to his knees because he doesn't want to try and get one more yank out of that and then just take that 
just annihilation hit. Yeah. So really, what's going? But in a lot of those plays, when he's going to his knees, he can get out of there, and there's not a ton of people around there. But he's just kind of he's been trained not right now, not right now to risk it. And I think you're seeing like on plays that if it was before he got this contract, if it was that first year, the first games that he came in for the Niners when he led him to the Super Bowl. He's just going and trying to make a name for himself. He's just like, you know what? This is the this is play. This is the ballpark. We're playing on the park, and, and this is just I'm going for it. They, you can't do that anymore. It's crazy just because of the situation. But he's he's not going for it in a lot of cases where he could have made it. I think, and he's just trying to be the franchise quarterback that just got 120 million, and he's just kind of going to his knees, and it's just like it's right play. It's the right play, but you can see it from our vantage point. You're like. Oh my God! He probably should have. He probably could have busted that could've for another thirty. That he could have busted another thirty yards on that one if he just didn't want to like not get hit. Uh, so I think that's happening a lot, and it all comes down. Well, to it's, it's taking an effect. I mean, the t- the, they're one and two. Yeah. At this point, second I mean, year in a row. Yeah. I mean, they got to they got to start winning. You know, and it's it's just not looking good on that offense at this point. I mean. Hey, I mean, Crabtree's making his catches. He caught 10 passes last week. That's his career high. Uh, you know, Bolden is making some catches here and there. I mean, it'll be one week this guy, one week the next guy, whatever. It hurt without Vernon Davis last week, obviously. Carrier didn't do anything last week, to be honest. They thought that he was going to do something, but he didn't do much. <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, McDon- McDonald was out, but I don't think he would have done much e- either way either. Uh, I mean, they have some other weapons that they could be using a wide receiver that they're not, you know. I mean, the the, the rule well, didn't didn't what's the name have a Ellington. bunch of, have a bunch of carry uh, catches this week? Didn't Stevie yeah. Johnson do well? Was, yeah, Stevie Johnson. Stevie did. Johnson actually had a, yeah. had a good week. His Stevie best Johnson game in had a couple of years. Yards. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah and first, I think nine catches or something. The first receiver since like two thousand and nine to have a game over a hundred yards for the San Francisco 49ers besides Bolden or Crabtree. So. That's, Interesting. But it's not going to be something that continues. Uh, no. With Vernon coming back, you know, he's probably going to be uh, four catches for 60 yards type of guy. You're just going to let hang out on the waiver wire. But yeah. I agree with what you said. Ellington, he's so young. They need to get him going in the special teams, but he obviously is pretty freaking good. Patton, I think, is a little banged up. Hasn't come back at all. They really. they he hasn't been active all year yet. Brandon Lloyd looks like he's old, and he's going to come in and make some important catches, but he is not a viable fantasy starter yeah. until there's some more injuries happening. So there's, it's just a weird squat. With Ellington, I think there's a lot going on. I think they're asking him to do a lot. Special team wise, special team wise, yeah. uh, special, they're actually asking him to play some third down running back. You know, yeah. with, with uh, what Michael James yeah. being released and everything, and you know being kind of thin at the position, they're asking him to kind of take some snaps back there. And I think that's you know kind of wearing on him as well. Just learning a lot of different positions your rookie year is not really a great way. Plus, you're behind five other guys, so he know. is related to Duke. He's related to Duke, but he's a small dude. Um, they, they, they just—they kind of stop being so damn cute with that offense. You know what? Run it simple, run man. Ball. You have great wide receivers and you have great running backs. Carlos Hyde can be something, but they're not using him the right way either. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you don't give a guy like Carlos Hyde three carries in a game, three carries in a freaking game. 
They get better as they go along. Absolutely. The He's a bruiser. Do. This guy is a big cat who can run through people and has a little bit of juke ability as well. People don't realize that. I watched him in Ohio State. This kid has got some abilities. All right, He can make some plays. They're just not letting him do anything. Frank Gordy, I'm sorry, dude. The guy's getting old. Yeah. Start mixing it up. Doing He's like an ambassador for the team at this it's point. Like the, it's, like Tim, it's almost like Jim Harbaugh is... Have it, making sure that the team dies with him. <laughs> because but he's, he's they, gone. But you remember what happened last year? They were 1-2 and two last year. Went on a terrific run. Uh, figured, started figuring out. Didn't mean really that much for fantasy owners. They were a fantasy quagmire last year as well. Yeah. Kaepernick blew. Crabtree was injured. Bolden had some moments like he's going to have this year. It's just the way Bolden is. Play Bolden three games. I'm telling you, you're going to be high-fiving yourself in the mirror for one of them. For the other two, you're like, dude, Bolden, what the hell? And you're, then you realize he, the guy's old. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 he's old, old and he's, and he's not going to be part of the whole deal one time. Crabtree is going to get his. I'll tell you that. Crabtree, he's in a contract year. He's over that injury now. He had 10 catches last game. had a touchdown. He's elite. He's, he's an elite talent. He is. He's an elite talent. He'll make the catches. And uh, listen, he missed some catches in that Bears game that he should have made. He makes those catches. That was a fancy stud game. Yeah. And I, I think it had something to do with his injury. He was a little bit like a little iffy on himself. Yeah. But last game, hey, I don't know, man. It, the, the guy made the catches and he was doing some business. He's going to be doing that all year long. He's not a huge play guy. He's yeah. not going to give you yeah. a 70-yard touchdown, ever. He's not going to break away from anybody. His speed isn't all there, but his hands are great. He runs great routes, and he's going to get his because it's you know, know, the reason why I think here. you could get that 70-yard touchdown is not because of the elite talent or him busting the, the, uh, the breaking the defense down. It is, a, it is He will stick with the play. And Colin can keep the play alive and True. run. And he's the kind of guy that will all of a sudden kind of know and, and inherently just make that cut up and just be like, all right, that play was like six seconds and now I'm gone and Kaepernick chuck it. It's kind of like, yeah. what, ha- like what happened with Dez and Romo on, on, on Sunday's game. Let's talk about the real fantasy goodness team, though. Let's talk about the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Get good. I mean, how about those running backs getting stifled by that you know, Washington Redskins defense who just decided, hey, we're going to play eight all game long. Throw the ball. Yeah. Go ahead, Foles. And I, you know what? That was a great call. Cause, Word. Uh, that was one. Hey, is is Foles really that great? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I think that offense is that great. I don't know if Foles is that great. I think you put Rodgers in that offense, they score 75 points a game. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> But this is not... The, How many points a game would be scored if Val Verde was the quarterback? <laughs> I, but it's, if not it, how many beers would be drank. How many points would be scored? Oh, they, well, uh, five. A little less. Five. Get, somebody would... Uh, there'd be a safety in the game. Um, I, I'll tell you right now. I, listen, I still love... I, I love the offense enough to say that Foles is still a stud. But is Foles really a stud quarterback? No. Have I been saying have I, have, I drafted him and I'm happy with him because of the situation? But haven't I been saying that for over a year now? Oh, absolutely. And I, in the I, situation I, 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 of I, I, a lifetime, I've never had a problem with that. Well, no, this year uh, he's not an elite, elite guy. I think he's really solid, uh, but it's because of 
the Chip Kelly offense and all those weapons around him. But go on. Oh no, I mean I had. Listen, yeah, no, I I don't, I'm not over, saying you were all over Foles this year. Yeah, I'm not saying you were all over. No, I mean, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, he was down in my rankings too. Both of our rankings. Uh, but but it's that offense. That offense will work. And Jeremy Macklin, like I said, when we did a mock draft earlier this year, you guys were kind of on me a little bit about taking my Macklin. I said. If this guy stays healthy, he's a top 10 wide receiver no matter what. Right now, he's number 5 in the league. Okay, The guy is in a position to be a top 10 wide receiver in the league. He's as number 5 right now? Yeah, number 5 in the league. Jeez. As Deshaun Jackson was last year in that position. When you're in the position to be that guy, that's just the way it is. He is good enough to do it. And he had, I mean, obviously he had that huge injury, but right now he's healthy. And he's looking healthy, and he's looking like a stud. You well, see remember, that we were game? Talking about Crab, we were talking about Crabtree. Him and Crabtree were the two best wide receivers in that draft. In that draft. got taken. By and, far. And just, I love Macklin in college. Love the yeah, guy. The way I loved Cooks. I love Macklin as, a, as a, a rookie, the way I loved Cooks. I just loved watching the guy. Just, and they're similar. Macklin's a bigger body. But, yeah, I mean, it's, there's no doubt. If Macklin can stay healthy... In this system, with this whole deal, with his experience on that young core receiving uh, scene, he's just gonna be. God, I can't believe yeah, I, I can believe he's top five, but <laughs> to all you fans, stay healthy, buddy. Uh, any way you could turn Riley Cooper into Jordan Matthews on your team, do it immediately. <laughs> okay, yeah. Riley Cooper is an afterthought. It is the Jordan Matthews. I, I don't want to say that. That one game is going to be what the way it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, he had two yeah. touchdowns on this game. It's, that's not the way it's going to be the whole rest of the yeah. season. But Cooper ain't the He's guy. He's a better player. It, it, Matthews is easily a better talent. It's it, plain and simple. You watch it out on the field. There's just no doubt about that at all. They're regretting that $25 million that they gave Riley right about now. Cooper's just a stretch option. I mean, he's just a go deep Run a dig, you know. He's just, he's kind of a gadget player. I mean, he's gonna have a and few. He can block. That's what's great. He can block. Yeah, I mean, that's all he did at Florida was block. Yeah, then that's all. That's all he should be doing. To be quite honest, uh, Matthews is the pass catching catching option. But I, I mean, you're you're right. He is he's a field stretcher because he does have a a little bit more speed than people think. To be quite honest, I know he looks a little bit slow, but because he's so tall, he's got those long strides. And he's, I mean, I saw him in that first game. He got behind, um, uh, Jesus, who was it that they played in the first game? He got behind like an awesome, awesome fucking cornerback uh, with uh, no problem whatsoever. And he dropped the pass in the end zone. But that's the way it's going to be with him. Uh, but that's, uh, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Uh, McCoy is going to come back and be fine. That was just obviously, uh, I don't want to say that was an anomaly, but um, because I think that that Redskins defense is a slight bit for real. Uh, but McCoy's definitely going to come back and be a stud again this week. That should not be a problem. Uh, First the 40, overall pick for me. The 49ers I have God, definitely been, been shitty. Uh, better than you would think with all the injuries on their defense. Uh, but they could still be taken, and McCoy is going to be a major factor in that, if you ask me this week. You think he, Matt Forte was kind of held down by, you know, the 49ers. You think that's going to be a similar thing, or you think he's just going to, you know, the style and variation of offense, uh, you know, the spread variation with the zone reads going to be 
make McCoy a lot more effective than what happened with Forte and the kind of power run game that goes along with the Bears offense. I think that what will happen is that the speed of the Philly offense is going to get to uh, San Fran. Um, San Fran won't be able to keep up with the hike, plays over, hike, Plays over, and literally, it's that fast. They they just go, 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 and that's not the way that the Bears did it. The Bears can't keep up with that, and they were able to catch their breath. They were able to have that power along that line and within the uh, the linebacking core. They're not going to be able to do that all game long. McCoy will eventually wear them down. The offense will eventually wear them down with the speed of the offense, play after play after play after play. Um, I honestly, I see Philly winning this game in San Fran. I, one thing that was kind of funny to me in, in, in the questions and whatever that we got, uh, emails and Twitter and all that stuff, was the fact that people were so disheveled and so surprised that that, uh, Dar- uh, that Sproles didn't light it up again. You know, and it's just like, sometimes fantasy owners have kind of got to take a chill pill. And like, you got to not think that every, once a guy explodes and does something great. But that's not been the norm, even though we, we love Sproles, especially in a PPR league. It's funny that when a player blows up, people start throwing him in the starting lineup, and then it doesn't blow up, the player doesn't blow up again, and they're like, just flabbergasted by it. And sometimes you just gotta be like, are you paying attention to what happens over time, over the course? If you're a brand new player, you're learning the ropes. You know, if you're doing fantasy for your first, second year, you're learning the ways about it. But sometimes there are savvy, savvy guys that I know have been spending a lot of time and putting a lot into their teams. They're just blown away by the big, big guy, and the next week they play him. Oh, yeah, I've got Sproles. going to light it up. What? What? Sproles only got one carry and two catches? Oh, my God. It's like, dude, what are you expecting? This guy's not going to light. This isn't going to be all of a sudden be... Adrian Peterson every week because he had one good game. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, here's what a lot of people don't understand is game planning. There's certain teams that you just do different things against. And people think that a team is going to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. That's just not the way it is. You look at a a, a defense one, one week and look at a defense the next week, they are completely different defenses with completely different players. You would obviously want to run completely different plays yeah. against these teams. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're Lovey Smith. And you win nothing. And you go nowhere. <laughs> and you get outdated. And then you get your ass kicked 56-14 to 14 on Thursday Night Football in front of the fucking world. That's what happens. But here's the thing, dude. Things change every single week in the NFL. Darren Sproles can blow up one week and become nothing the next week. I actually think he's going to have a decent week this week. I think they're going to have to use him this week to get a little spread in that San Francisco offense. If you try and bunch it up and let San Francisco bunch it up against you, they're going to stop you. And that's what happened to Forte. Forte got stopped because they used nothing else on the backfield. They're going to use both McCoy and Sproles to switch it up. Keep them, keep it running, keep it rolling, and keep them on their toes. The San Fran will not be able to keep up with it. They're a little older. They're a little. They're going to be a little tired, and it's going to be Philadelphia just using their speed of their offense, using the speed of their running backs to be able to keep up with it, uh, to, to be able to beat them. I do like a Sproles this week. I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, I like Sproles. 
in kind of moderation. I don't think he's the guy. He's never going to get, you know, 12 touches is probably his tops he should get in the game. Yeah. And if he gets 15, I think that's a little excessive in a workload. But he he's definitely a guy who could average seven yards a touch, like, without a doubt. Um, getting out on the edge in the screen game. Uh, I definitely think he's going to have a pretty good week this week. And, you know, with the bye weeks the way they are, he's definitely a guy that should be on at least your fr- your flex radar, possibly your running back to, you know, option. But what do we think about a Zach Ertz? Is he going to have a rebound game this week? Or, you know, I'm blaming I'm blaming most of the things that happened last week on Ertz on Nick Foles because it seems like he missed him quite a few times. He did miss him a few times, That that's for sure. Um, do I think Ertz is going to have a rebound week? I, he'll do better than two for 14, two catches for 14 yards. Uh, he'll definitely do better than that. But do I think he's going to have a blow-up week? No. Um, San Fran's actually pretty decent at, at uh, covering those tight ends. Uh, I mean, could he especially, have it? Especially in the Castro. Oh, <laughs> we just kid. We kid. We're all for marriage, gay marriage. We're all for it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, not for myself. That <laughs> I mean, serious. We are. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm all. I'm all for love it. who you love. Be able to marry who you love. I I love Zach Ertz, but I do not love him this week. I think he's going to be a mid-range type of guy. Uh, I wouldn't expect uh, another blowout game like he like he's had in uh, the past. But I do love the guy for the year. You know, it's just not this week for him. Awesome. Well, we wrap up that show. Uh, that one we're going to go to another one. But I'm going to give another pyro promo, and I'm going to give a hats off to our uh, our rankings fella, and it happens to be here, Dogmatica. Here, it's a toast to you, my man. Give me, throw your Valverde up, big time. There you go. Uh, Fantasy pros, as many of you guys know, and probably regularly follow and check out. It's a great site. They've done a great thing with accuracy challenges, where you can do a preseason, uh, pre-draft rankings, and then at the end of the season, they will uh, they will will find out how we did against 128 other websites. 32, 132. Well, I think it's 128. I think some people must have dropped out. Oh, okay. Um, so I think four, th- three teams must have dropped out, or four, four teams. Um, and then on top of that, week to week, they're doing accuracy challenge for in-week rankings. And obviously, Dogmatica does our player rankings for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end every week. Hope all of you guys are checking that out on pyromaniac.com. It's awesome. Like I said earlier, we've got running backs and tight ends up. Last week in this challenge, out of 128 different sites, Dogmatica's rankings, number one, holla, holla for a dollar. Number one. Not only number one, actually, and it, actually the fantasy pros has this, everyone's got their own little, like, scoring systems and all these different kind of purrs for basketball, and you got QDR, QBRs, ESPNs, record, all this stuff. But uh, these guys use a thing called pay, which is, Prediction accuracy yield, um, and that's their kind of their their formula for coming up with uh, how people do in these in, in in checking out and giving their rankings for the games each week. And Dogmatica last week out of so we're only three weeks into it, but Dogmatic had a very very successful three weeks. Like I said, he's third overall in the season through three weeks out of the 128 people. This week he had a 67.1 prediction accuracy re- yield, which was by far the most. 
And in week one, Jamie Eisenberg uh, was the winner. Is he NFL or C- no, CBS? CBS. Uh, he had a 66.1, which pay yield, which is the uh, second best. In week two, Sigmund Bloom, he had a 61.3. So, Doglanica, we already knew it. We know you're the best. Our listeners know you're the best. Our readers know you're the best. I had so many people on Twitter be like, I can't believe I sat Forte based on your rankings this week. But you guys are friggin' geniuses. Like, like I, so many people are like, I sat Forte because you're ranking. I sat Forte because you're ranking. So, amen. Hats off to you. We are going to make sure that we go after it. And we're going to, dog, you're going to win this fucking thing. Last year, there was some bogus. We're not even going to bring it up. We ended up being the top three in two different positions or something like that yep. in this challenge. But yet, we're not top 15. And then when I went and asked... The librarian and and the the most credible whatever that guy's name is, I asked him, hey, can I see our how we fared at, at, for um, the other two positions? I think it was uh, wide receiver and tight end. How do we do it? Those or, or running back and tight end. How do we do it? Those ones did not respond. Wouldn't wouldn't let me see. It was total bogus. We won it, but because we weren't part of the fantasy football trade association, yeah. we weren't members. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't win, and we weren't even top 15, and it was a total bogus. Totally. We totally won that thing, and they wouldn't give us... Uh, it, it's funny. Credit. Yeah, we well, said it on the podcast before, and I don't. I, we use it as fuel because people are alienating against us, and they kind of hate us in the industry, maybe for good reason, because we're different. We're not a blog that's just spitting out rankings on a list. We're writing up about it. We've got amazing visuals. We're creative. We're fun. We're trying to make this entertaining. People are scared of pyromaniac in the industry. Yeah, flat they, out. Yeah, they follow everything we do. Yeah, but they're copying our, <laughs> they're our copy, pieces. Yeah, our yeah. Tar- whatever. I'm not going to sit here and blow ourselves on it, but it, I'm going to blow you right now. Hold on. We're going to press pause. Okay, we're back on. Well, this uh, was all But, dog, great work. And uh, the industry... We're Thank you for the applause. I yeah, appreciate yeah. that during our break there. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say is that it's a lion out of Rocky. I'm not Rocky. Rambo. We're coming for you. We're winning that thing. Preseason, in season. Nice work, dog. You're the man. All right. Uh, one last thing I'll do on Pyro promo front is, and it's an amazing thing, we are very, very close to having a half a million listens over the life of our... Um, podcast which is about three years um and like i said 146 episodes but half a million listens will probably happen within the next two three weeks yep um the funny thing i was doing while i was going through this consultancy with the pyro uh podcast guy and the guy giving us some information is that um i looked back and i looked back at a week a, a year ago this podcast week four of last year the 2013 season I wanted to just look at it like, what do we call it? How long was the show? You know, just kind of doing an, uh, an audit and evaluation of it. Funniest thing I found is that this podcast from last year, last year's, has been listened to 61 times in the last seven days. People, the one, the one a year ago. A year ago. So people, and I knew this because I get these emails like, I'm, I'm listening to every episode. I'm going back. 61 listens to a podcast from a year ago, week four. Is that crazy? 
Well, I, you know what? I mean, it, it makes me think. That I hope they're not following. No, there's no way. It's way, way down. There's no way they're just listening to. Well, just bringing up week four podcast and not specifying between 2013 and 2014, it's possible that they just happen to pull it up. It's possible. But you, but you look at the numbers, even over 30, 30 days, days, 90 yeah. days, it's like they're substantial. There, yeah. You're like looking at over the over the course of like the last 90 days, this podcast from last year, there's no way anybody was searching for this 90 days ago, week no, four. We're true. in it now. And you're looking and you're like, why is this? Why has that podcast been listened to like over two hundred times in the last ninety days? <laughs> and that's awesome. So if you're one of those love people it. that's going back and checking out our legacy stuff from a year ago, we love you. That's friggin' awesome. I hope and we're better. We love I it. hope we're better now than we were then. And if you are listening to stuff about week four for 2014, but it was 2013, I hope you're reading the uh, the numbers because I hope you're not starting uh, a guy that's not in the league anymore. <laughs> Alright, we're moving on. Falcons at Vikings. I don't know where to take it. Falcons coming off a big game. Let's talk about them first. Uh, obviously people are okay. high on Maddie. What's going to happen here? Uh, Julio and Maddie. Um, a plus. Uh, top three this week, I think, for both of them, to be honest. Uh, Minnesota can be had in the passing game. It hasn't shown as much uh, this year. Because they haven't played teams that have really tried to pass on them all that much. But they're still, I don't think, that great against the pass this year. Either way, last year they were one of the worst in the freaking league. If not the second worst in the entire league last year. So, I listen, you got to love a Julio. you got to love a Matt Ryan. If Roddy plays, I, I love him, a Roddy White as well. Um, Toyolo, uh, Levine, Toyolo, I don't like him at all. That guy is—he's uh, uh, bad. He's not a very good t- a tight end. He's not a good replacement for Tony Gonzalez. They need to draft a new tight end. He's six foot eight and plays like he's seven foot eight, like he's Andre <laughs> the Giant walking around out there. I can't move at all. He's just not all that good. Um, Steven Jackson uh, came to life a little bit last week yeah. uh, against Tampa Bay. I actually moved him uh, up in my ranks and him down a little bit and then realized, you know what, this is not where he needs to be. I put him up there right around 20. He got himself a touchdown, 60 yards or so. Uh, got him right around 20. So I, I, I like where he was right there. This week, um, Minnesota is actually a little bit better against the run yards per uh, yards per average, you know, yards per carry average. They actually do pretty well against that. They haven't given up a whole ton, uh, a whole ton against it. Um, obviously, when they're losing, uh, but big teams tend to run against them, which piles up the yardage. But it's not so much usually the uh, lead carrier. It'll end up being a little Jacquez uh, Rogers. It'll end up being a little Devonta Freeman. I think that Atlanta will win this game. It'll be the first game for Teddy uh, Bridgewater. Um, how he'll do is interesting. Uh, Atlanta doesn't have a very good defense. Um, they showed up pretty well against Tampa Bay last week, but I think my high school played Tampa Bay last week too, and they lost. They but they it was, it was seven well. to six against Tampa Bay. So I mean, I don't know. I, I what do you think about what, what's Minnesota going to do this week? I mean, they're missing a lot of key pieces. It's kind of tough to say. I mean, we know where a uh, few people are, and you know, Rudolph's not in the. Uh, 
not going to be in this week, so it's going to be Cordero, it's going to be Greg Jennings, and they're going to have to try and get the ball outside. So I think this is a game where they maybe run a lot of wide receiver screens, some bubble screens, try to get the ball. This might be a game where, you know, Jarek McKinnon finally gets it running. Uh, they're going to be the quick-hitting passes. It's going to be get the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hands. Uh, I, I think they're going to have to do that, even though they might, you know, try and run some play action after the fullback Matt Azada gets a little uh, pull-out action. Uh, <laughs> I really hate that guy. I dislike Aziata or Aziata. Well, he looks like he can't run. Because he's, <laughs> he's a fullback. He can't yeah. back. He, he can make I, some I catches just, and get those, but it doesn't seem like he can run I mean, if you like three anyway. yards per carry, this guy is a guy for you. Strangely, <laughs> I, it, the thing is that it is a rookie quarterback. And they'll probably give it to the running back a bunch, especially being at home. Um, they'll probably try and keep the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands because they know the second it gets back into Atlanta's hands, there's probably going to be a touchdown within two minutes. So you might as well at least hold it as long as you possibly can. So they're probably going to run a little bit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if Asiata got. You know, 30 carries for 90 yards? Yeah, something like that. You know, 22, 22 to 25 carries or something like that. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, will he get a lot of yardage? Like you said, no. It'll, it'll probably be about 70 yards, 75 yards. He, but he might get a touchdown somewhere in there. It wouldn't shock me if he did like he did last week or or, or the week before. I should say, you know, with that uh, that, that passing yeah, free and that was a nice. That was a nice. It was. I mean, yards. that was nice. 35 yards. You know, and he did that. He did that last year one time too. You know, it's 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 he's one of those freaky type, uh, fluky type of guys, I should say, against a bad defense like Atlanta, where he might get a little something. I'm not going to say to start him by any means, but when you mentioned that uh, Kyle Rudolph is out, people are all looking right now at Rhett Ellison because he's the next in line supposedly, but he's not the guy that you want to grab. He's not the guy who's going to be doing anything. It's Marquise Gray. The guy is dynamic. The guy is athletic as hell. He's the type of guy that you want to maybe really think about as being a guy to pick up after he does something this week. I wouldn't say to pick him up right now because he might not be the guy, but I'll tell you right now that he was brought over from Cleveland with Norv Turner. Norv Turner said, you know what, I want to grab this guy again. This guy just got dropped by Cleveland. Give me this guy. I want him bad. He's very athletic. He's a lot more athletic than Rhett Ellison. And he's going to be in a position in a North Turner offense to do something with a quarterback who's a rookie who usually checks down. That's what rookie quarterbacks do. They usually check down a little bit, and that goes to tight ends. So Marquise Gray is somebody to keep on the back edge of your radar. Just a, just a point I want to point out. There. One thing I liked about Bridgewater, he was running. He was he going was. out there. He was running. So if he's doing that and you're a Bridgewater guy, you're psyched because he actually looked smart enough where he was going down at the right time, but he looked which wasn't his M.O. in college. It wasn't something that he was getting drafted as some sort of fleet-footed, you know, new uh, pistol formation type of quarterback. But he was, had the wherewithal that when the play broke down and nothing was gone, hit it. I'm going to grab I'm gonna grab this, this 15 to 25 yards. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's athletic. It's, I mean, just because he didn't have to run in college, and he wasn't meant to run yeah. in college. It really was. It was like a pro-style pocket passing Absolutely. System. But the, the guy is athletic, and he can run. And when things break down, which they will in the pros, yeah. he's going to run it. And it's he awesome. can. 
And that's that benefits fantasy guys. Absolutely. Now one one question I got for you, and let's well, not go on. We've heard enough to drive us nuts on it. But I'll ask each of you guys: Is Adrian Peterson going to score a fantasy football point this year? <sighs> wow. Um, Should is, people start dropping him? That's people, a real tough one. Is he going to play for? I'm not saying it has to be for Minnesota. Maybe they trade him to whatever, Cowboys, whatever it is. It, what do you think while he's thinking? Do you think he's going to score a fantasy? They trade him to the Cowboys and losing my mind. That, you will. You will. <laughs> he wants to play for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. No, he doesn't things. want to play for the Cowboys. I thought he said he, well, he did. No, he, he retracted all that. That was... He, he regardless he would have regardless loved I don't think so this season. You think he's not playing a game this season? No. I hate to say it, and I hope that nobody else in my league is listening to this because you're in my league. I have Adrian Peterson. I would love to trade him for something. Um, I do not think that he's going to play it down this year. God damn! I really I, it sucks. I hate saying it, but I, I don't. I just I can't see that the fallout would be worth it for the Vikings. And he'll be with the Vikings this year. He's not going to be traded this year. They've already yeah, agreed to pay him. They're paying they're pay yeah, him. If he ends up getting traded, it'll be during the offseason or whatever. Um, he's going to be a Viking this year. I just don't see it happening. I mean, if I wasn't going to keep him, to. I would trade him. No one's saying he can't be traded right now. I would trade the guy right now to some team like, you guys figure it out. We're done with him. You're buying. You're you're buying low. We're selling low. The thing is, with salary cap floors, everybody his salary would exceed. You know, salary that's true. Cap. Nobody so can take him on. He's take... the only ten million dollar plus. Making like eleven over eleven million. He's only ten plus million dollar per year running back in the league. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's go to the uh, Sunday night game on NBC. It's going to be the Saints at the Cowboys. Um, you know, DeMarco Murray show. You, you, that sounds like you start them all. <laughs> start out, start them all. Everybody. I, I literally, I, I would love to talk about this game ins and outs and everything, but there's nothing to talk about. You start them all. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm mean, literally. This is. I, that's not even to save time. You literally, you start them all in this game. New Orleans has been awful on defense. As well, as good as I thought that they were going to be, they've been just that bad. So bad. Especially on the road, they've been even worse. Yeah, and they're going, I mean, and that's just kind of their M.O., to be honest. And Drew Brees has not been as very good on the road. uh, Not. He didn't do shit at home last week. I was was expecting for a blow-up. He didn't do dick on a stick. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I don't know what the hell's going on over there, to be honest, but... This is against the Dallas. Took him second overall in our main league. Yeah. Ugh. I it, knew that we could have had a fuck Foles or a Luck or someone later. What? I knew well, yeah, You know what? I wish you had taken Peterson so I could have gotten something else with that fifth pick. It's a good pick. Good good point. We were, we were going to take Peterson, so I'm glad we took well, that. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, I got a question for you, though. Is Maurice Claiborne worth the sixth overall pick and the second overall pick that we gave him? You saw that you got... And Jerry Jones... Quite blatantly says no. So start all receivers. Start Cooks. Start Colson. Claiborne got demoted. <laughs> Do you, you saw that today? Yeah, yes. he got demoted. He's not even going to be starting anymore. And he Boy, left. Claiborne. And he left. He left uh, practice early and yep. the shot. Stormed out of the Stormed facility. Out. Um, fuck this. Hey, moron. Sorry, dude. Huh. That that ain't going to get you the starting job back. Yeah, ever. It ain't going to make anyone want to <laughs> hey, trade it. Hey, Molly yeah. with Wes Welker might. Or 
That's yeah. Sexy yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but I did, literally, I, listen, I would love to talk about it. We could talk about anybody on any of these teams because they're all, there's a lot of great players on all of these teams. But no joke, start them all. There, I, I can't think of a player that you would think of out there to start. Should I start Terrence Williams? Yeah, you should. Uh, I mean, uh, should I start Brandon Cooks? Yeah, you should. You know, should I, should I start Jason Witten? Yeah, you should, actually, this week. I, do I think he's going to be top flight? No, I don't think uh, Witten's going to be top flight this week. But he's going to do a lot better than he's been doing. I'll tell you right now. Um, I think you should start rookies Colston, who's been a major disappointment. Yeah, you should. Uh, this, everybody should really get in this game for you. Love it's it. going to be a big one. Love it. I say we move on. Cooks is getting the catches. He's getting the opportunities. He's not exploding on those, but he's an explosive player. So I think that's what's going to happen. If he can get the amount of targets and touches that he's getting right now, he's going to break a few of them. He's got that element to his game. This is not some underneath no, kind of no. guy that's grabbing, you know, he, he, grabbing eight-yard receptions. Stag party. Do you agree with me on that? I mean, Start everyone? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking even Romo. Yeah. Okay, I mean, guys, I, you know, you guys know how I feel about Romo, and I'm saying start Romo. Yeah, and how's I, Romo doing so far this year? Where does he compare? He's been pretty bad. I think he's one step, one slight step lower than Jake Locker, or something. Is that what? Is that top? Or no, I, mean, is that I think top he's point? under Derek Carr. Um, wow, I mean, he's he's been. Tony pretty, Romo is the 23rd quarterback in standard scoring behind Jake Locker. Yeah, there you go. Love it. All right. Well, let's move on. We're starting everyone on that game. But again, I think this is just, this is the kind of game I want to be watching on a Sunday night because it's got that started everyone feel to it. And let's be honest, Sunday night games are the fantasy games. You just want as many guys in that fantasy game as possible. You want yeah, it to be true. as fun and, and, and electric as possible. You know that Thursday night's not going to be that. You just want this thing to just be like, let's just go. Just well, uh, no defense. So you don't have- new Monday night. Plus, you don't have to listen to Jay Gruden or John Gruden talk about offense or himself <laughs> and all the predictions that he's made. Every day. Uh, I knew this guy was going to be this guy has been my favorite. <laughs> Sounds a lot like Dog Manica on the podcast. <laughs> Gruden, Dog Grudenmanica. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's known. We hate people that it's are true. like ourselves. It's true. He's competition for you. Uh, All right, thanks. love I it. Go shoot myself. Man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate don't it. do that. Shoot him. <laughs> then <laughs> don't take your own life. Take this. <laughs> then no, if you have to, there's no way out. I'd rather listen to John Gruden than the Red Zone guy. <laughs> oh, Scott Hansen or sure. Scott Hansen? Oh my yeah. god. Do you guys want to know a funny story? And this might bite me in the ass, but in what in my ZVT, it's not it's Moltz's league. This old ZVT league from Indiana guys. One of his brothers. One of the guys in the league, his older brother, is producer for the NFL Network. Probably should not be saying this, but this year they had Sean O'Hare on the show. We've had Deion Sanders was on the show one time. We had uh, Marshawn Falk was on the show one time. We had Kurt Warner one time. Uh, we've been doing this league for a while, and I've been a part of it with Moltz as a partner for a while. This year they had Sean O'Hara, who's a Rutgers guy, so he talked a little bit about the Ray Rice stuff. He was really high on Sanu this year. This is before, so this is at our draft. So this is like one week before. And uh, the one thing I asked him a question, because I'm an NFL Network junkie, I'm like, who's it more fun having a beer with? Heath Miller or Scott Hansen? 
you know, two guys that he's on the NFL Network all the time. He's like, oh, dude, Heath Miller's out of the building before the show even starts. He's like, I don't, I, I've never had a beer with any of these guys. And then the great line is, he goes, Scott Hansen, he just likes to drive around in his Porsche around USC campus and try and pick up chicks. <laughs> <laughs> On the USC campus and tries to hit up hit on chicks. Yes, the wow. red zone. The guy like we're gonna go to the quad. No commercials here. We're going quad box. We're gonna double it up and have it out. That after the show, that show's done. He's rocking out in his in his Porsche, driving around sundown. Now he's got the LASIK, wow. so he got rid of the glasses. Got some contacts. And hey, ladies, you watching the NFL Network today? Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, wow. you you get this good stuff only from Pyro. Oh, that, I man. was dying after Holy that. God. Everyone was like, "Dude, Newton, that was the greatest question. How'd you come up with that?" I'm like, "Because I knew one of these two tools was going to get it. Elicit oh, a yeah. great answer. Absolutely. I mean, Heath Evans. Is there a bigger d bag to listen? I mean, I like him, but listen. You were saying Heath Miller, which is funny. But <laughs> I yeah. said Heath Miller. Yeah. Okay, Heath Evans. Sorry. Yeah. Heath oh, Evans. I wanted to correct you, but you were wrong. No. All right. Cool. <laughs> Amen. All right, Monday night game, Patriots at Chiefs. Wow. Let's not talk about Gruden. Hopefully somebody gets it going. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, listen, I, I, would, I used to love to talk about the Patriots. I hated talking about them. I, I, I can't even stand thinking about them at this point. Edelman? Is Yippee! Ten catches, 40 yards. <laughs> <laughs> it's been better than that. It's, it's, it's been better than it, that. That's the only reason why I'm a little excited, to be honest. He's leaving a lot of points on my bench so far out of this season. I agree. PPR is a maven. Non-PPR, it's, it's, it, those points don't look as good as they should. But he's going to them. We like targets. We like touches. All right, go on. It's, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to sell a little guy from Kent State. It is freaking me out how every other week they will deactivate one of their three or four marginal wide receivers that will actually receivers. make a difference in the game. It's either Dobson or Kenbrell Tompkins who are out every other game. So you're looking at his targets being Amendola, Edelman, LaFell, or Tompkins, or, or Dobson, and, Dobson and, a tie, and tight end. It, it, it's like, okay, obviously they're not going for anything. They're, they're going for the 10 the yard pass every single play if it's a pass. Otherwise, it's a run with Ridley up the middle or a Vereen on a you know a little shake or something off tackle thing. It's it it's boring. Uh, it's lame. It, it, um, there's nothing exciting about this offense at this point, yeah. and it's showing in all the fantasy stats. You know, I mean, and you can It's tough to predict, which I'm sure you know. Bill Belichick is squeezing one out every night too, you know, thinking about like I every fantasy player in the world hates me. Ha 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 You know, it, 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 you know, that's great, buddy. Uh, but it, I'm sorry, but you do suck. This whole the whole team sucks right now. And anybody who grabbed Brady thinking that he was gonna have resurgence, I thought he was gonna have resurgence. Um fuck you. <laughs> fuck it fuck all fuck they all start, of you. any question with the team with Brady it's like sadly enough I went with Brady as my quarterback. There's always like, there's like, yeah. a, it's like an epitaph opening. Anybody that's got Brady, it is. I hear lies. I hated the guy, but I thought maybe it was gonna be a value, Brady. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's an interesting deal. I think Gronk 
dropped the TD. It would have been a nice catch, but tip pass went right into Gronk's hands. Would have oh, yeah. been a second yeah. TD. So that would have helped everyone a lot. You know, Gronk owners were. I, I watched the game with Stavish on Sunday. Oh my God. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> he didn't start Deshaun Jackson and oh, use every play. Every Stavish, and I know he'll never be listening to this, so it's all good. I'm gonna tear him a new one. Good. Every single play, if he's playing, I watched the game with him last night for his birthday, the Bears game. Yeah. Before they're even in the hike, I swear to God, he had Alshon last night. He's like, they're hiking, they're still in formation. He's like, he's open, he's open, Alshon, 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 Alshon's open. Like, literally, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> the play, every play. Every play is like, go, go Alshon, Alshon, come on. Alshon, oh, Alshon, he's open. It's unbelievable. I told him, like, dude, I don't think I don't, I don't think I can watch the games with you without having earbuds and listening to my iPod with you. It was unbelievable. Option out of that. Out, 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 Omaha, Omaha, Omaha to, to Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, my God. Like, every. Freaking play! It's so weird to watch. Uh, well, I mean, you've heard him as our kickball. Yeah, he's these the guys. Uh, he's he's beyond. Yeah, he's nuts. Love him, buddy. Poor, hey, hey happy watch. birthday, Stacks. Happy birthday, Stacks. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> Watching fantasy football with you is abysmal. It's 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 like yeah, pass pass the pipe. Let's do this. All right, uh, what else we got to say on this one? Let's talk about is, right. is James White ever going to make an appearance? Is, yes, he will. When does that happen? Soon. And you know what? And here's the thing. Uh, here's the, uh, not pre- the precursor, the end cursor, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the period on the sentence. The light here. at the end of the tunnel? The light at the end of the tunnel, sure. They will open it up. Um, they are biding their time. They do want Gronk to get completely healthy. They do want Dobson to get completely healthy. They do want to figure out the running back situation. They do want to get these guys involved. Tim Wright it will eventually get involved. Um, LaFell will eventually take a bit of a backseat. The, these things will happen. It's just they're taking their time doing it to make sure it works. They're still winning. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a schedule that allows them to do it. Yeah, they're still winning. It's just they're buying their time, taking their time doing it, which is probably actually smart. They don't give a shit about ratings. They don't give a shit about fantasy. They don't give a shit about anything like that. But they're doing it smart, which is fine. Now going to the other side of the ball, the Chiefs. Jamal Charles, I'm saying, is going to be back this week. Um, Niles Davis, awesome. The guy is awesome. He'd be starting on 15 15 other teams. Yeah, I wanted to say 20, but you're right. About 15. 15 other teams. He's a great running back. But that system, just you could tell. I mean, the system just plays for a running back to do major damage. Jamal Charles, I believe, will be back this week. He would have been back last week, um, but they didn't really need him. They knew that Nile could do the, the, the do the, the damage that they needed to get done. Um, I think they're going to bring Jamal back this week. I, they may hold him out another week. you got to watch. Watch what, what we're saying on our news feeds. Watch what I'm saying in our, in our player rankings. Watch what's going on in the news. Uh, follow what's going on in their, uh, their camp, on their practices and stuff. Um, but I do believe that Charles will be back this week. Uh, Kelsey is starting to get a big part of the offense. He's going to be bigger and bigger. His uh, snaps are moving up and up. They need something else. They want something else. He's dynamic. They can tell that he's up. He's going to be a monster in there. Uh, Dwayne Bowe is a, somewhat of a, an afterthought at this point. If you need a flex in a 16-team league, 
that starts four wide receivers already, he's your flex. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, on this team, you're not looking at a whole hell of a lot. You got something for me, Stag? No. Do you see? Do you see Reed's little victory dance though? That, that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, no, I missed it. He did a little locker room. Like, ooh, yeah, he was going nuts. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, go, was it, go, was go, it go was down to the goodie shake. Go down. <laughs> he was doing some weird shit. It's like, dude, I do not. I, that that's like that's like my to me. If I was players, like Mike Singletary taking his pants down, like, all right, guys, I just dropped my short my trunks to inspire you. <laughs> that well, that to some that might be inspiring. To some, to some. Anything else we got on these guys? To be honest, this has been a uh, this is going to be a nice little. I think we covered a ton of guys. We got some pyro, uh, you know, stuff in there. Pi- promos, uh, promos yeah. in there. Uh, we talked about a lot of players. I don't think we missed anything here. I'll be honest, dude. The, the six teams that are on by have a lot of fantasy players on. Yeah, yeah, a lot of. Them. Arizona, yeah, you were saying you're having a hard time doing the rankings this week. You're it's like, tough. This is a tough one this week without these guys. Dude, I mean, there's six teams on bye. That's the most there's going to be in any bye week. There's a couple of weeks where there's four. There's a couple of weeks where there's two. But six, there's a few, couple of weeks there are a few weeks there are six. This is a tough one because there's six and they're good teams. Arizona has got good, you know, a good five guys that you could talk about on that team. Four or five guys that you could talk about as being worth playing. Uh, Cincinnati's got a few guys, obviously. Uh, Cleveland has got some guys nowadays that, uh, that, that you could use. Denver obviously has the world that you could talk about. Seattle has a couple of you know a few guys on there that you could talk about, and St. Louis has a couple of guys. And th- that's some major fantasy damage that you're talking about missing from a podcast, from your lineups, from rankings, from you know the general situation. That's a, and this you know, early that's a disappearing as as owners. And this will be the last question I'll ask, and then we'll, we'll kind of shut this down. But as, as owners, do you? I do. Do you kind of like it when your teams have this uh, bye week early and kind of get it behind them and maybe you can like recalibrate it, or is it better to have it later on in the you know the eight or whatever nine zone because maybe they're more banged up and they need the time off? What do, what do you think? I like it later. I'll tell you that. I, um, I, I like the later bye weeks. Um, these early ones when you get them out of the way. Listen, if you hadn't been banged up in three weeks. And you get the bye week now in week four, fuck. Yeah. Because you got a long way to go uh, towards the end of the season, and it's only going to get worse. Um, I'd rather have them later, so you can at least get a little bit rest maybe later. Either way, um, if you're on a roll right now, and your guys are all of a sudden gone, it's a, it's a bummer. All of a sudden, you're like, all right, yeah, I was 3-0. Fuck, they're going my guys, now I'm 3-1. And for or I was 0-3 like, and I was depending on something or 1-2 and, 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 and I needed something yeah. to get me going. Now a couple of guys are out that I if just I, can't get it going. If I've got if I've got Peyton Manning as my quarterback, there's twofold. He's an older guy. It'd be nice for him to halfway through the season to get a little rest. Yeah. But at the same time, as an owner of him, it's like, by week behind him, I got, you know, after week Rest four, away. it's like from 5 to 16... Go get them, buddy. Stay healthy. Omaha on your health, and and let's do it. Well, anything else you guys got to say to close it out? I think we're we're doing this is a nice this is a nice this is about exactly the the length going into as you listeners going to every podcast. This is about the length we shoot for. To be honest, this is going to be about a, a two hour and twenty five minute, two and a half hour podcast. Yeah. This is what we shoot for, 
and we seemed to sh- overshoot by about a half an hour. I, 40 I minutes. think that we just realized how much Houdini. Houdini. <laughs> There's about a half hour extra of Houdini. Houdini costs a half an hour. Him and his ladies always say I bring the perfect length, so we're all good to go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. No reason to say anything else. Pyros. Good luck this week. Ask us the questions. Hit us up with those second opinions off the the front page, the landing page of the website, upper right. It's yellow. Go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. Hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash P-Y-R-O-M-A-N, the number one A-C. We're going to try and get Pyromaniac. I, I'm going to talk to some people over there that, and see if this one lady did six friggin' tweets and hasn't done one in five years who owns Pyromaniac. Can, if we can kick her to the curb. Uh, I'll keep, I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted. They, 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 they aren't, they haven't been willing to kick people off that aren't uh, using it yet. But other ways to get in touch with us is uh, Stag's phone number is three one two, eight eight eight. Ah, we wouldn't Mike do that. Mike Jones up on the low. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, Sag's blown up like, Noonan, you gave my phone number on the podcast. What were you doing, dude? The, I got to change my number. Yeah, throw out my perfect life. I would have, yeah. You just <laughs> fucked <laughs> it so hard. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. Dogmatica, again, congratulations on today. Thanks, we know man. how hard you work on it, and we know you're the best. So to see it, just you've been close a bunch of times. You've been right up there all the time. And uh, just to be number one is, is uh, it's awesome. You're the best. Uh, Stags, awesome to have you on. Houdini will have you next week. And uh, we'll have Stags. We'll have you on within the next couple, few podcasts. Uh, Please do. Amen, amen. Let's, uh, let's close this thing out with a little bit more of um, uh, Paul Simon. That is, a, that is a Graceland, which is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, an awesome, awesome album. Beautiful and, album. Uh, just, just, just all around good time. So we're gonna close out with Paul Simon, Graceland. Peace, peace.